United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic jackets on the record albums have their own Welcome to another edition of the Adam Dunn Show. I am your host, Adam Dunn, and I completely fucked up and didn't do my giant dab before my hand. Right. Oh man, everything's wrong now. So uh, I got in studio here some some uh, some secret guys. Were you even allowed to talk about you guys? Yeah, we are. Of course we are. We got Duke Diamond in the, over here, who was supposed to be here a few weeks ago, but luckily we got him in the studio now uh, because his buddy Ryan was in town over here. We saw each other in Massachusetts. That was pretty dope. And we actually thought we were coming the week later, but it was. See, you see how these plans come together? It takes a few weeks. So. Yep. Or you just uh, tell someone you come on on purpose and, and I show up just found the weed that you gave me too in my bag. Oh, and I was like, really? Busted it out. I was like, oh, wait a minute. Well, you probably had so many. I didn't know you. It was like two stuffed them in your pocket. No, you? no. I always try to like semi-organize them and smoke them when I get home because you know then you can actually judge it properly. Yeah. How did you like it? Great. I still have some, but oh, thank you. I knew it was yours though too. It was just funny because yeah, it's some right here too. Same stuff. And what are we what are we looking at? It's it's just like a super dog remake. Um, yeah. Are you gonna be here next week or no? Uh, no, I will not be. Mm, missing out on the top dog pig roast. Oh yeah, I was supposed to go to that, and um, I, I I might make it, but uh, I. Stranger settled. things have happened in Colorado. Yeah. People have when I lived in Amsterdam. Everybody missed their flight. It was hilarious. They'd be like, I'm leaving tomorrow, man. I won't see you again. And I'd see them at the shop the next day. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, I missed my flight. I was like, they must hear about, in Colorado, exactly the same thing. About 80% missed flights. Like, ah, you know, what the fuck. I was fuck? hitting him up. I was like, hey, man. I was like, yeah, did you make it there all right? And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm at the spot. I'm like, cool. He's like, yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. I'm like, what? How you? It's a couple days out, man. And he's like, yeah, I never left. That's it. That's it. That was, a year, that was a year ago too. Yeah, yeah. You're like a year and a half, two weeks, three days, and five hours late. I made it then. So yeah. at, in about an hour and fifteen minutes, we're gonna have Mad Farmer calling in, and we're gonna finally get that purple mm-hmm. interest story down. And uh, now we got some guests. It makes it even better because we can lead up to that since uh, you have some experience with Mad Farmer back in the day too. So. It's perfect a yeah, reunion. It was, cool. Yeah, it's purple Urkel. Yeah, purple Urkel. Yeah, my I mean, buddy from actually, Georgia. He 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 met him though. There you go. See, we, yeah, I want to ask two degrees of him. separation is yeah. the most important part of cannabis. As long as you're within that space, then you know at least because yeah. once it gets to three or four, eh, about a fifty-fifty chance it's even what you say it is. Because yeah. you know, <laughs> there's some shenanigans and gets in the mix. A lot of shenanigans going shit. on. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and uh, so <clears throat> you're on your you're, you're kind of like doing all sorts of interesting things I guess like well I mean I don't know about interesting probably not no you're not doing anything that's good nah, I'm just lame, lame, <laughs> lame, lame lame old dude lame old guy doing his thing well one thing I do know is that you're definitely uh, every time that you we were just talking about some old uh, sensey stuff and you're one of the few guys I know that actually when you pull out something that is like an old sensey 90s something it is exactly what it is and really? been, for me it's an instant flashback because I'm always just like it's like walking into your grandmother's uh, basement you know and you're like yeah. oh my god 
it's that smell from when I was five. You know what I mean? It's like, I have the same with weed all the time, too, where I'm like, wow, dude, I've not smelled that in so long. Just because, you know, obviously early 90s scentsy stuff is now fashionable, but for a little while there, it was kind of like out of fashion. Yeah, probably because they got the new CPACs and it, you know, you could grow better stuff, I think, in the, the wild, so. Yeah, you know, well, the thing is also back in the day, it was a lot harder to, you couldn't just go online and get them and have them sent, you know, it was a lot more yeah. to it, so it was like, hey, you're going to Amsterdam mm-hmm. and you're going to buy this, 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 right, and this, and then did, if you yeah. find something else, you're going to get that, and they'd send them on their mission, right. and so I was on the receiving end over there where I was just like, you know, it'd get, it'd take me a while, you know, because people would always come in a little cagey too, they'd have like, oh, I don't know. Do. Who do I talk to? What do I do? Yeah, so I had to like I guess, coax it out. I guess of them I was referencing at, uh, the later, the newer ones. Mm. Um, Once the packs got gold in them and then put all the gold foil and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, was like that was a bad, that was a bad move right there. Yeah. And I remember that too. I was like, they, one day they'd switch the packs up, and I was all, hmm. And then packs ever since, got nice seeds got shit. Right, it, that's usually what know. happens. So. Yeah, it's 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 sad, you know. It's a, it's a household name and cannabis, but like. Well, I mean, they, they, they have retained themselves. I mean, the great thing about it is Ben is the, the coolest owner ever. Like, when I worked for him, I definitely was always proud because the guy was, like, arrested 35, 40 times or something like that. You know what oh I mean? Oh, my gosh. And it was always for being, like, having just huge balls. You know what I mean? He'd be the guy. He'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm opening up that. I don't care. You're sitting. And they'd say, no, you're not. And he'd be like, oh, you watch me. You know what I mean? He'd do it. And then he'd get arrested. And it was, like, that kind of, like, uh, lightning rod, you know what I mean? So, mm. And every industry needs one because if you don't have that person, you don't progress Absolutely. forward, you know yeah. what I mean? And that's kind of where we're at now, I think. And people are, because of legalization, it kind of gets to the point where people forget that that's even, like now you get in trouble for real shit. You get in trouble for shit that you, we, we would have never gotten in trouble for because it would have been like bookkeeping problems and stuff. You'd be right. like, bookkeeping? What? <laughs> like, you know, if people get arrested now in cannabis, it's usually from lack of business skills you know and that's or just being stupid yeah or yeah. just kind of thinking they can go back to their old ways and you know they i give you this duffel bag you give me that duffel bag right and like, <laughs> nah, deals it, doesn't and kind of, it doesn't always work that way you oh, know yeah. huge weight deals and stuff yeah it seems to uh well it's, down from that to like uh 10 pounds of incredible cannabis first that 500, 200 people used to go up north for. Well, it's amazing to watch the bottom drop out of this industry, too. As oh, far Lord, as like, yes. I mean, it's how like, fast that's happened, too. It's mm-hmm. like, wow, you know, you can go through so much, the same energy. You go through the same energy putting it all into it, yeah. and then you don't get nearly the reward. It's, and then on top of that, yeah. it's by, you know, it's even like the, the more you treat it good, the less, <laughs> the more you feel like you get fucked, you know what right. I mean? Because it's almost mm-hmm. like at the end of the day, you're watching other people just fucking growing crap and putting yeah. it out on there and it's just like huh and you like, can't do I it look at it like i didn't really see it change all that much because back in the day you know like you're saying you know we grow you know a couple of rooms and some sour we can get like that top dollar price you know you could grow bubble gum or whatever and still get you know mm-hmm. up there you know maybe not quite that much and then you had like your arizonas and right um good really good stinky awesome weed but it was like you know 800 bucks a pack or a thousand bucks a pack and now since you got like these big rec markets and like dudes are just pumping the swag like crazy because i mean it ain't good <laughs> like it just ain't good weed yeah but it's the same it, it filled that niche so instead of getting arizonas coming from mexico you just got some dude that cropped out 50 lights of some whatever the flavor of the month is grind mm-hmm. real shit and then well, yeah, and thousand dollar pack again again and we're also getting much more um cannabis savvy you know the, the population 
it goes quicker and quicker every generation. It's like it goes to the point where you're like, you know, it's like it's like when you see these little fuck boys who don't smoke flour, you know, and you're like, what? And you're just like, someone opened the gate really, and I like I thought it would happen, but uh, no one closed it and has the key, so they keep on coming in, and it's just it's nuts. Uh, they pop up left and right. And I'm not saying um, uh, I'm anybody to uh, you know uh, judge people, but if there are just a lot of this common sense. It just goes real. I mean, it yeah. gets to the point you don't have where to be in seeds to, to be in, involved in cannabis in the past yeah. past time, you know. So. Um, you can see it, and it's really vast, and it's like hard to uh, hard to comprehend. And well, it's the things that it's the things that we as growers probably never, you know, like we were always like you're based on the work that you do, and not really on anything else because people weren't like in your world beyond that. You know, you just give them something, and then they're happy with it or they're not. You know what I mean? And you get judged on that. Now it's like. How many followers you got on your Instagram account? Who uh, cares? I don't care. Do you I care? Know. I mean, I don't personally, but it is oh, to the point where when you go to you cringe. Like, when, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like it's a, it's a good example. Like sponsors for the show. Like I'll talk to people about sponsoring the show, and it's like that's yeah. their first question, and I'm like, I don't know. That's actually not our strongest point. Really, <laughs> is our Instagram account because we're too you know we're we're too in the moment of what we're doing, and on top of that, we're also kind of not coming from the like don't get the endorphin rush because I get likes you know what I mean like that's kind of where different people get different vibes it's, so like you see kids now if they don't get 100 likes they're going to kill themselves oh, like, are you yeah. fucking kidding me right <laughs> now like, it's kind of like it's the only place to you, you self-made celebrities you know like, mm-hmm. yeah. overnight like and uh, well and cannabis is even one of the most oh that's terrible like well obviously we, we see it the most because we're that's most of our feeds are based on cannabis people it really is. so you'll get like you know and then if you look at someone else's phone for a minute you'll be like wow you're living a completely different yeah, world how than many I different do. realms of Instagram is there I feel like and there, yeah, yeah. there's millions and millions and millions but the thing is uh, with the cannabis one because everybody's like oh well it's you know I'm gonna be it, it's to the point now where if you have something like this which is fire right wow it won't sell it won't sell to somebody unless it has a certain sticker on it and that yeah. sticker has to be like whoa everybody freaks out and they'll pay 90 bucks a gram for something with a sticker you know what i mean and at the end of the day it's like really so it's it's anti what we kind of as as the you know being coming coming from an outlaw world that was against our kind of thing for a long time then you get into the legal world and it's like you're making money for other people so it's not fun anymore you know what i mean so it's like yeah. you just get into it it's, it's a weird it's definitely a weird spot i think bizarre world, my man. friends in california that have been doing you know their whole life this has been their thing they're like it's my last year and it's my second to last year maybe one more i'll squeeze uh, one out you know what i mean and yeah. this is kind of like wow this is pretty interesting to watch like it's it's very fast yeah. almost yeah. like i wake up and what what happened yeah, and, you know, I mean, so Massachusetts is a good example. I mean, it's one of those yes. when we were there uh, last month for the for the show. It was, for me, it was really cool to see, because I never liked Boston to begin with. Neither do I, by the way. I'm from Western Mass. I can't it's one say of those, Boston. Uh, it's one of those Sorry, places. no offense to my friends over there. Yeah, but it was one of those places I would never be like, wow, I'm going to Boston. I'd be like, fuck, I'm going to go to Boston. Okay, whatever, <laughs> I'm going. I say multiple fucks when I go there. And then, uh, <laughs> but this was an interesting trip just because it was good to see that because there's really no set rules yet, everybody's taking the piss a little bit, which is good. I mean, it's exactly what you want. But what I did notice was the day after that show was over, you could walk up and down that street and you would not really 
run into anybody smoking weed hardly at all. You know, it's no. like we're back, to, we're back to normal again. Yep. I was like, ah, oh, this is like the circus left town. Mm-hmm. It's like when the dead show comes to town, yeah. and it's like everyone's, well, yeah. is everybody on acid all the time? Right. Well, yeah, during this one day or a week yeah. or whatever. But during, after that, when it goes back to normal, and I grew up in New England a little bit, and it was kind of like, that's it, to me, it's a n- weird place. Like I got <laughs> here's a good example why we got pulled over with James, and <laughs> turns out I have a 22 year old warrant for me in, oh my in, God. in Massachusetts. I'm like <laughs> 22 year old, and it was for driving without proper identification. I mean, it's not like something like a murder charge or something. I say, wouldn't there be a statute of um, limitations on that? But that's New England in my head is like if you have the, it's always I been this, it's, it's always been like a meat grinder. It's always been a meat grinder of like that kind of shit when it came to weed. It was like, oh, it's just the perfect place to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. You know, West Coast, you could get away with it. You'd be like, yeah, it's cool. They'd yeah, right, very underground on noticing mass and East Coast in general. Are you noticing though that the cops are kind of leaning a little bit more or not really? I think there's just uh, something that like uh, me and others, plenty of others I know, um, it's just kind of <clears throat> when you get into the, uh, I'm not going to say business or anything, just into this other people and yeah, sure. Uh, it, um, it becomes like uh, you still stick to those ways. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't, people talk on the phone, you don't have people over, you're don't tell people well, you know, it's still there and like those are the people that I know that have not done a day in jail right and um, it's the people that don't do stuff like that usually the ones that well yeah and I, I mean definitely like that, de- yeah. and what was really funny with New England too is every time I meet a grower there who's real successful it's exactly that they've, they've adjusted you know they're they're contracted they're working at this spot and they get their hair short and they just you know they, they're working they have to because if they don't right. you don't survive you know what I mean and then if right. they, you can't be like a white dread and right. you know some little town in New England and expect to not be like totally labeled and pulled over every time yeah, you drive or, it's great that it's legal and it's uh, going to help people and it's, it's going to you know take a lot of edge off uh, a lot of you know probably normal average smokers mm-hmm. and, uh, but uh, yeah there's going to be people that are going to stay that way forever um, you know kind of outlaws for life I've, I guess I'd say I've been one um, and uh, in a way of just by plant counts and stuff like that um, but uh, yeah and there's going to be some there are amazing breeders and growers that you'll probably never know about and I even live in there. Don't well, I mean, know about some of them. Luckily, luckily, there's some. You know, like I think, like when down in Virginia, we were talking about earlier, how like Virginia's in a, like all that I-95 corridor has got its own little heroes all the way along the way because yeah. you know that's that's but once making it happen. But once you get off of that, even like a couple hundred miles, it's yeah. fucking podunk. Like oh, you know, yeah. there's no you know. So you're definitely mm-hmm. lucky if you're on if you happen to be on that between florida and maine let's say all along up and down mm-hmm. because there is there's activity has been always and it's always been the corridor you know for all the quality things coming to and from so like like i always find it amazing how the stop virginia, light, how virginia yeah. was such a fucking epicenter there for so much yeah man and and <laughs> it's kind of the kind of the crossroads between the north south and all that it's you know what I mean? so, middle, you know? yeah so yeah. i mean you're so it, and it's location 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 yeah, Amsterdam. so literally people got off the plane with clones stuffed in their pants and legs and tried to find the home for them you know what i mean and i'd just be the guy I'd be like oh yeah sure you got some snow bud from where is this from oregon you know that sounds cool didn't you know That's didn't even know what we were getting because these yeah. people just would go on a mad mission and you know but because of the the fact that you're in the bottom of the cannabis funnel let's say of europe you know what i mean and everybody just happens to fall into that thing and they end up at your spot and 
it was always interesting because you never knew what was going to happen. But uh, and now, of course, it's all seed sales, uh, which Big make, make this possible. You know what yeah. I mean? And I think also with clones, everybody gets so clone fixated. And I'm kind of happy that now finally people are figuring out that that's not really where it's at. It's really nice to see that you get. I I just I have a you know a small I wouldn't say seed uh, bank, but just uh, yeah a few good people that I I uh, know trust and grow, mm-hmm. and I'd recommend and I know them like the back of my hand, and um, and I don't really want. To have any more than that, and some I don't really know, or just to sell as a unit mm-hmm. more than uh, an actual genetic to to someone. Well, yeah, I mean the thing is, luck. I mean, obviously, Cam is the first person you're going to think of when you think of Massachusetts and, and sure. heritage and stuff. And then the Massachusetts Super Skunk, which always made me a little <laughs> bit like, hmm, okay, that sounds very yes. sensey like. Of course, it's like 86 sensey, whatever. Um, you see that structure, man, a lot. That spiraling kind of the pregnant side and everything. Yeah, yeah exactly. Really it pops nice. out, yeah, pops cool. out at the top. I mean, that's yeah. one of those things where, and that's so signature mm-hmm. uh, that if you can, and, and a lot of those you don't see it unless you grow enough of it, either like enough at one time, sure, or just enough times. It's one of the two because you'll. It's it's. Uh, when I worked at Sensi, it was one of those things where I always felt really good when people bought a pack of those because I could tell. I just knew that they were going to be have something good. Like that is a good, and it wasn't necessarily. It's a, it's a good building block. It's not necessarily the final product that I'd want to smoke because of those weird calyxes that are kind of like little round, weird shaped calyxes. You know, how it breaks. Do you think different. that's from like uh, someone pushing it too far? Maybe like oh, ugly for little sure. Road. Yeah, you get that real. I, I don't do that. Well, yeah. you get that like the white Can't hairs are almost it. too big. They start regrowing again, and then these ugly little moles pass <laughs> <laughs> on. So it has a, it has a tendency to be like. The one that you can over you can overdo it. Yeah. yeah, but in not general, to me, it's, it's not worth it. Yeah, to me, it's not the most resiny. It's you know, pretty good, but it's not. It's weird. It's got that weird somewhere in me. But the fucking structure is just like. You said the building block is well bred, well thought out. Uh-huh. Like when dudes gave a shit, right? And like when they made that, like you know, it's tough to beat. Like you could integrate that into something else or some outdoor growing or whatever, and man, shit, mm-hmm. it was hard to beat, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's. Unfortunately, though, I don't feel like the nuisance stuff. That's that's one. That was one of those ones that didn't kind of make it through as mm-hmm. as as good as like some of the other ones. That actually, cause, because I was telling I was telling Ryan earlier that like when Neville came back, he was pretty pissed off because Marcel, who was the group breeder for Sensi at the time, who, the main problem is that none of them smoke weed. You know what I mean? Like none that's of them. Major problem. problem. And, uh, I, I don't want to know that. You yeah, know? and so it was always like that. And it kind of was our little running joke with our crew because when, when I worked at Sensi there was uh, Simon from Serious Seeds me and Tony from Soccer Mother all working at the same time there so I was working there first I got and then Simon got a, no, actually I got Tony the job at the at the museum and then Simon got a job working at Sensi and so it's to me it's interesting because like all three of us worked there then we all started our own seed companies at right around the same time around 93, 94 and uh, oh. it was like we all just would trip out on it because we knew that none of the guys who were breeding the sweet were smokers. You know what I mean? So I was just like, fuck, you guys are, it's like flying a plane with, without any idea what you're doing and just being like, you know what? You're in charge now. I'm going to go kick it off here because it's like you're, you're, you're dealing with things that are very nuancey. You know what I mean? And like, if you don't know that, and they did fuck it up because they just weren't paying attention and, oh, yeah. and Neville came back ripping like he was. He said it was hanging on by a thread, which I believe, you know, it was yeah. like, 
you know, if you lose the entire <laughs> sense, it's very easy to get loose. And like, I, I, everybody's seen it, and like, it just goes back to what I was talking about. So those people that just have that that chord uh, underground always, and uh, well, guys, yeah. yeah, almost everybody, I think some point has to go back to the drawing board on something sure. because they either mistakes. Yeah, they've, they've uh, yeah. you know let their friend watch their thing or they you know that's something I hate just didn't, pay, every didn't time. mislabeled it's hard to take vacations mislabeled and didn't pay attention that's always a good one where you just know something's wrong and then all of a sudden you're like alright I gotta stop right here start all over again and you know start clean because it's like if you just and it literally takes like when you know somebody drops a tray of clones and picks them back up and thinks they know where the labels <laughs> go. I mean, there's times like that shit happens and it's like, it's like food at a restaurant where you have to just be like, you know what, throw that, throw that tray away because it's just going to fuck up everything down the road. Say, but, but, but a lot of times it's, you know, you don't know what's happening. And that's the thing is the bigger you get on any of these things, and Sensi was a pretty big operation. They had multiple greenhouses going and they, were even, they were even trying to grow like Sensi crops in between seed crops and they just positive pressure the Sensi one and, you know, get away with it. But at the same time, that's why that that's why fucking Rick got his seeds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's exactly how he got. That's exactly how he got. How did they grow? In soil, cocoa, or hydro? Or they were growing all rock wool. Rock wool. Yeah, it was yeah, all. Okay. It was all rock wool. Yeah. And, I mean, moms were. Some moms were in soil because they were on a farm, so they they would keep some of the old stuff on soil. But for the, all the production uh-huh. was, was rock wool, and that was a kind of where we had butted heads a lot of times too, because I was always like. I'm making seeds. You'd think you'd be wanting to do it on soil, right? And it was like, you know, they just were like pounding them out. But they, they also had problems with, um, uh, like, Big Bud with all the seeds would split, like they cracked down the seam. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, my opinion is, when you grow in soil, everything's a little slower. It's a little more uh, mineral based, you know. So you get like healthier seeds, in my opinion. A lot of times mm-hmm. when people grow in watery hydro stuff and then they dry them out, then those seeds. I mean, they'll still grow, but a lot of times those they're real thin. Yeah, they don't, really they don't take off as quick when you. I don't want those at all. Yeah. So it's. I mean, I, I believe it's it's much more inherent. Plus, you want to let push things a little longer, and you want to mm-hmm. let it go until it's ugly, until mm-hmm. all the tips are burning up on it. it looks like they're bleached out or something, and yeah. everyone's like, "These look terrible," and it's like, "Perfect, they look great." Because yeah, I, I know the seeds are all healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas if you take them any earlier, when they're all happy looking plants, they don't usually are. You don't get very many good ones. Yeah, they look like half duds, and then the other half. Are like, yeah, on that it's funny how and like I have a guy who's um, been growing with me now a little while, and he, he didn't really make a lot of seed runs, so he's just like, "Is this normal?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it is actually," and That's it's like. Good it's actually a good thing and he's like man because i don't know you know just like every single tip will burn out on him yeah, and they'll man. the seeds will be pushing out mm-hmm. and you'll just have a little burnt khaki looking tips on everything yeah. with green bud underneath yeah so it is kind of like one of those looking at everything differently you know that's really the that you know you 90s especially old stock since you fan that's and it's, it's cool to hear this stuff and and since i have and use it that's very good to know Thanks. Yeah, and, and and I mean, again, they they obviously grew fine because they wouldn't you know get that many complaints. But in general, just from a breeder's point of view, I'd say mm-hmm. if you're gonna take your energy, put it towards that, right. and unless you know that plant fucking through and through, you're like, all right, it is done on this day, and I hit it up on that day, right. and I guarantee you're gonna get this. But a lot of times we're shooting in the dark because it's all new stuff, and we're like, no, oh, I don't know, you know, you you think you hit it at the right time, but if you come in on a like an 11-week strain and you hit it on the 
second week. It's almost too early, and it's like you're fucked up. And then if you 40 wait, forty plus days or something. You yeah, say, it, yeah. It's, it's very depending on your yeah. finishing time of the plant normally. Because also, what happens is that it, like, even though you 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 want to give it food and things, it just plant is like it's done. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. almost like it it has this built in. It's already clocked out, man. Yeah, it's and it's like, clock, oh, like sorry, I'm not doing it no more. And uh, <laughs> and you lower again. It's That's all cool. about. I'd rather have less less seeds and more good ones than mm-hmm. have a whole shitload of half done because that's right. like one of the most depressing parts of it. You're like, really? The real uh, last question, just shit. from my, my own knowledge, would be: Did any of the the super sativa, uh, sativa club transfer to Sensi, or was that started? They, no, they you know what was, what was really weird about that is the whole time I was there. Um, I tried to find who these guys were, yeah. and nobody would tell me anything. And they were very awesome. It's one thing yeah. against. Them. I, was like, I was like, "Man, you guys are pretty secretive." And then later, when I figured it out, that's right. it's I was like, man. "I was that's, like, yeah. you mean it was Case Hogart the whole time? It was like the most famous Dutch kind of like grower activist guy, and he really didn't seem like." He was that guy just because they, they had a thing called the Lowland Seed Company, which is pretty cool back in the day. And they were, like, trying to just grow as much as they could and give out as many plants as they could. they go down and just have, like, a barge loaded. When I first came to Amsterdam, they were still there. And you go look out over this barge and just be filled with plants, you know. And he was growing. And his famous thing was he grew in, like, a wooden shoe, a plant. And he took a Whoa. photo. And then everybody was like, that's, like, the ultimate Dutch <laughs> thing right there, you know. And... Uh, you know, he had like one kind of goofy, <laughs> he had like one goofy eye, and he was all fucking curly hair, crazy. It looks kind of like like a Jack looking guy or something like that, you know. And uh, apparently, he was uh, one of the main guys. And something in the water. Was, huh? so was, uh, but much. I tried when I got there. I was like, man, I want these are all the things I want, and I had them in my catalog with me. And they were all, oh, well, those were all in America, and they were just kind of like everybody gave me the, like, yeah. no. and I literally like even though I was there for twenty one years, never fucking got any of that and then people were like yeah there might be a drawer somewhere you know what I mean it was like jerks man yeah. now, they, now they're just selling all American pot and they, they want to have <laughs> this and that and they even, they'll even take it and just call it theirs yeah. well the difference was too like they had a good system uh, and they I'm sorry I don't mean to put them all in one category but so well, the, the system was a lot different too I mean the system was you ordered them from there they contacted their people in America. Their people in America packed them up for them and sent them within That's the state. So, so it was a smart, you know, it was a smart system. It made mm-hmm. sense and. Uh, that's why it was, you know, it was pretty fail safe. Yeah. Um, then, you know, then a million popped up, and huge then all these, market too. I mean, now there's uh, UK is mostly the stuff coming out of, and there's other, you know, people do send out events. But one of the problems of being in Amsterdam was. If you wanted to mail anything to or from there, it was a fucking nightmare. You wouldn't get a package from Amsterdam. <laughs> Nobody would, you know, people would, people would be like, you couldn't send anything to anybody without it getting stopped, mm-hmm. it, no matter what it was. And it was just like, didn't matter what it was, it got tore open, ripped, yeah. checked. Balls out on it. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then coming to Holland, it's sort of the same thing, too. It was like one of those, people would send me stuff and I just would like not ever get it and it would be like, eh, gone, you know. And yeah. I feel like they were very rigorous at the borders there because they wanted to keep their reputation yeah, as yeah. not being like the easy place to, sure. to smuggle to and from especially by the mail because I mean it's all centralized and it's all government run too so it's right. not like it's not as a disorganized mess as ours is <laughs> where they can kind of just 
you know, run it through and everything there. It was like pretty fucking org- pretty organized. And you paid all your electricity bills and you did all your stuff at the post office. So it was all interconnected. Oh, Lord, so, like, dude. You know, if you were like growing at your place and just trying to send, with you, it was a bad combo. You know what I mean? You got to send a beautiful woman in a business office in there and something like that, man. Well, everything was, you know, so because it was so centralized, they already know how much you're spending on your power. Mm. You know, they're like, okay. And that's that. the one thing, like, you know, people have power. It's like people worried about how much, some people worry about how much money they spend per month. If that's shady, well, they just look at your lights, 12, 12, and figure that out pretty quick, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was always a good idea. I mean, it's funny how all these little tricks that we had and all these little ideas, I mean, they're starting to become less and less relevant. Like, some of them are just like, really? You guys did that? You know, and it's like, yes, of course. I mean, but and it's, I think with power, it's always relevant to keep your shit just as consistent as possible. Really? Because anyway, it's better for everything. Better really? for your equipment. I tried LEDs. Better. I just... Well, yeah, it's just like if you keep your daytime and your nighttime running about the same amount of power anyway, there's yeah. no reason to, like, have a spike because you're right. technically just running at that level all the time and then now room A switches over to room B. And that that's, I mean, I was always telling people you're, you put yourself on the map if you do one cycle a day. You know what I mean? You're better off to keep everything somehow. And, and, and so what you need is, like, a power conditioner, which then doesn't ever have a spike, you know? And that's kind of where... People don't think about it too much. Most people just... I mean, back in the day, people were plugging into the walls. I mean, hauling everything's 220, too, so you can just plug directly into the oh, wall. Nice. You didn't really have to think about it. That's cool. But the shit was old as fuck, too. So oh, I had a fire at my place. I lost my place. I thought it was, like, that's completely... That's yeah. Well, I literally was like, oh, well, it's got to be the grow, right? I mean, that's... I'm riding over there, and I get there, and the grow's fine. <laughs> it's my house. It's completely burned down because the couldn't handle everything was you know just could not handle it combined with the fact that i had the grow room and then it's all these little shitty things yeah, the who knows didn't trip when they were supposed to just who knows but it was like one of those up. classics where i was like oh mr dunn we've yeah been wait- we've been waiting for you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and i was like okay oh my god Can i grab some stuff that's burning in my house before <laughs> <laughs> well that that was one of those not weird, even that this regular stuff you the know? worst part was that it was like um i had a cat and I was all worried about my cat. I was like, where are you? Definitely. I was like, you guys didn't see my cat, did you? And they were like, no cat here, right? And I'm like, I oh. So I was like all devastated. I was all like sitting in my, like, oh, st- handcuffed, sitting in the middle of my room, looking at all my burned stuff. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, my cat, like, comes out. Oh, and I was like, yeah, man. Ooh. It was like one of those, like, <laughs> moments, you know, slow motion oh, yeah. moment. Oh, the cat. <laughs> and, then, uh, <laughs> and then it was like, all right, Mr. Dunn, we're taking you down. And they took me to the station. And... Ended up bringing all those plants back into my place after I told them everything. It's like, look, I'm a breeder. These are like, you can't kill these things because they were like. I you, saved the royal cat. I, I, had literally, I literally had 50, <laughs> I had 53 plants, right, at, at that moment in time. The legal limit was 50, and that, which was a pretty cool limit at the mm-hmm. time. I was like, 50 plants. And they were like, do you know how many plants you had? And I was like, uh, I got like 40 or something like that. And they were like, you had 53. And I'm like, whoa, is that a big deal? It's only three plants more, right? And then they ended up like, we're going to take them all. And we're going to cut. You know, I was like, and they were being a total assholes about it. And got to the station. And the funny part was I look out the window and there's all my plants are in a fucking van. It's got windows all the way around. They're all sweating, right? Because of the moisture in the car. And it's parked in front of the milk bag, which is the club and we do that the cannabis cups at every year and stuff. And there's a police station right across the street. And so I'm sitting in that police station looking at my plants out the window. Dying. And, like, and, and I'm, well, I'm, it was wintertime. It was like September. It was October, actually. So it wasn't, it wasn't so bad for that. But it was just like, in my mind, I was like, I got to keep those. I got to somehow 
keep those fucking plants. So I just kept telling him over and over again, like, look, they're all males and females. I'm, I'm a breeder. Mm -hmm. It's been taking me years. And, and they were like total assholes up until the very, very end. And then all of a sudden they came in and they were like, if everything you said is true, sign this piece of paper and you can go. And I was like, everything is true. And they're yeah. like, okay, sign the paper and you can go. And it was like, that was really weird. I don't know what it was that convinced them, but somehow, and then they drove me in the same van. I got in the same van. I'm sitting in the van with all my plants and I'm in the, and we drive through the lights of line, which is like, you know, the main sort of square there all and go down the, because they, they, the cops can drive on anywhere they want. Right. So we're driving okay. down like the pedestrian precincts and everyone's looking at me and they all think I'm getting arrested so everyone's like oh he's getting arrested really they don't realize home. I'm going home <laughs> I, get, I get to my house I get to my house and then they, they help me carry them all in and it was just like weird it was one of the weirdest things because my neighbors are all coming out and looking and they're like what's going on and then the, the cop goes oh he's a good guy he's a good guy <laughs> and I was like yeah I'm a good guy cool <laughs> I go back in and then they just leave me there with my burned out house because the grow room still worked yep. it was like that was, that was fine I was all built smart and everything yeah. <laughs> but the fucking house itself was completely burned out and I was just like fuck now what do I do you know what yeah. I mean? but it was just like sleeping bags so then, sleep I, in the then I actually had to move then I took all those plants and I took them somewhere else because I just had a feeling like it wasn't going to be oh, yes. kosher and like two days later they called me up and they're like uh yes, Mr. Dunn, we made a mistake. Uh, we we uh, were not allowed to give the plants back, and I was like, oh well, I destroyed them. They all died anyway. You know what I mean? And they're like, oh, okay, uh, okay then. And then just like wrote it off, and I was just like, that was weird. Huge. I was like, yeah, I'm so glad I moved. And then they actually stopped by like a couple days later just to double check, and I was like, no, nah, there's nothing here. You know? Yeah. It was pretty wacky. It was one of the weird, one of the weirdest ones because it was a, I still had them. It was like 1997. And it was still um, unique, the situation. There wasn't a lot of Americans there doing what I was doing. They felt sorry for me because I lost my house, da, da, da. So it was like, but then every couple That's years, nice then a couple years later, it was like it happened, you know, it was more and more shit like that happening. And they just didn't want to hear about it. And mm -hmm. Started to become assholes. Right. <laughs> wow. You got to get busted at the right moment. <laughs> to, to, to not get Timing us. is everything. We yeah. had some, you know, Western Mass, so, Cannabis that was unbelievable. Uh, one time, literally, uh, we got jacked by the cops. Uh, they they just opening away. up the bags, maybe a total, there's a ton of us there in the house, maybe a half pound total. I think it was the, the skunk, and uh, it, they were in awe of it. Like, <laughs> and they literally said, they took all the, you know, Jerry Kelly glass pieces and stuff <laughs> we always do that now, and um, basically uh, walked out and didn't, didn't nothing say, happened, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nothing, and uh, the weird thing was uh, to wrap it up. The is a messed up thing is that we didn't know if the phone is off the hook for more than forty five seconds, it calls nine one one. And one of my friends was sitting on the phone, and it went right to the loudspeaker. And they were saying they were hearing us talking about everything over the loudspeaker at the police station. This is twenty years ago, that's and uh, that's how they got there. <laughs> yeah, God damn. that's hilarious. Yeah, but they as soon as they saw that skunk, everything was fine. <laughs> that is funny. And I don't think it went into evidence. No, <laughs> no, no, and that's and that is uh, one of the classic things too. Like I had a situation in in Holland too, where cops busted a uh, um, place that I was at, and because we were making hash at the time, we literally had like you know fucking garbage bags full of stems and garbage bags full of the excess weed, and then the hash in bags, and we had like about. It was like about a pound, a little less than a pound, like 400 grams, 380 grams, something like that. And it was like the f just 
beautiful. It was like mm. perfect, like perfect first sieve, and it was all when we were still doing dry sieve. And when they found that, and then they looked at the list of all the stuff they took, they go, oh, here's your list of stuff, you know, and it said one incline sakia, which means one small bag of hash. I was like, that's a small bag of hash. Is the four, it's 400. I was like, yeah, they definitely like, we're like, well, because they were looking for money. They were look, These guys were looking for money. And they were looking for heroin, and they were looking for, like, heavy shit. They were, like, pissed off that it was weed, and they were just kind of, like... But they were definitely the the, the drug guys, you could tell. Yeah, like they came, the dope! Yeah, you know, like, they came <laughs> in, the and, and then, yeah. you know, I, it was, like, almost like the guy was like, well, you know, he's got something out of this. We'll just take this, you know what I mean? And then the rest was... You know, they left all the anything that was like a little piece of hash or weed or joints, and that was really yeah. funny because when we got back to the house after, I was like, if this was America, they would have gone nuts because there was like, you know, hash in the press that they didn't unscrew the press to find the slab of hash that we were pressing, but they did take all the dried stuff and they did take all the little bags and they took anything that like, yes and threw them in the middle and just were like, eh, that ain't worth it. Take the one big one. Yeah, upstairs that in that story we had ten pounds of this. I don't remember what, but it was. Uh, it, luckily, they saw the skunk first. And, like, didn't even go upstairs. They were good with that. Yeah, they they saw that, and it was all. The, <laughs> it was really weird to see, man. I got hit like, up with twelve awe. jars. Went to court. Like, run down the evidence list. I said two jars, man. Two. Yeah. I had twelve. I know it's not gonna get me any more time. They were like going through the list, of them, and they were like, "Is this correct?" DEA dudes, like, yeah. And I was like, "Nah." I said, "He's lying, dude." And he was what? And I was like, yeah, there were 12 jars. I said, and I pointed at him. I said, they took it all. I was like, they were passing around, dude. Bah, bah, bah. Man, talking about perjury and shit. I was like, man, I'm not going to admit to having more weed. I'm like, they right. straight up took yeah, it. Two right. jars of weed. Duh. But Nothing happened, of course. Of course not. No. You know? no. Karma's been getting them bastards, though. I've been like, hearing about different ones. Like, two of them have really? been... Yeah, two of them have been shot and killed. Like, uh, just, like, random shit that you know they're task force dudes and like uh like a couple years spread apart and then the other two like one of them's like busted down to a beat cop and then the other one's like completely fired and I, I, yeah there's gotta be because i know there's a lot of police that don't like this at all especially in yeah. mass anywhere and they gotta do some rogue missions you know <laughs> yeah they have to be doing do. it man because yeah guys are arresting people up till the last hour <laughs> yeah. I mean that's ridiculous. Well, you'll see, like a, it's like literally a cash grab when they know it's coming down the wire. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like shit's going to be legal in 24 hours. I mean they're still going to arrest people up until oh, yeah, they man. can't get. And that's the, I mean that is the robotic side of the cops where they're like they're like just doorman style. So they're blowing, you know where like you, know? you tell the doorman nobody with purple shirt in tonight, then they'll just nobody purple shirt. You are purple. I oh it's my party. I don't care. <laughs> purple shirt can't come in. You know what I mean? It's like kind of yeah. the same with the cops. Like they're told. Like, you know how many times you've heard, we're just doing our job, right? And so... Right. Like, yeah, you're a dumb robot. But the funny part is, is when it's... Mm-hmm. Even when it's yeah. switched it over and, and it's supposed to be... Now you're supposed to be doing our job for us. They still have a hard time with it, you know what I mean? And there's always going to be, like, that percentage that are just... And they're human beings. They're not, they just wear different clothing. And, you know, uh, they're, they're going to have anger. They're going to have resentment to people. I know they're trained maybe, maybe not to. Well, they, well, I mean, not all police are like this, but everybody knows a nice cop. But, like, overall, what, what No, it's always a scary thing. It's a scary thing the, when you meet a nice cop because you're like, man, this is terrible. Because yeah. it's almost like you want to, you know, you're, you're in a situation where you're like, you kind of want to talk to them because you kind of want to get more yeah. information. But then you know you're just, I mean, it's like, if anybody, if you ever sat with a lawyer or you ever sat with somebody who really knows what's up and their first thing they're going to tell you is there ain't nothing you can say to them that's going to help you. And it's true. Mm-hmm. You right. just have to understand that in your mind. 
But I always like, I mean, I'm terrible. Look how, you know, you know how talkative I am already. So if I get in the back of a cruiser, I'm just like, I'm going to ask him everything about anything about any, nothing about me or about my case or anything. I just want to know about so that radio. I've done, man. I'm like, what's that radio you got there? What do you look, let me, and they just shut up back there. You know what I mean? Try to get them into some kind of conversation about anything except for what we're doing just because right. I want to see how human they are. Like the best was when we were going to, uh, so it was in Moab in Utah. My friend got arrested and, uh, I basically had to sit there and I try to bail him out, right? So the, I knew I wasn't not in trouble, so I didn't have to worry about myself. He got pulled over with a little bit of weed. He was following me, and I was in a limo doing 100 miles an hour driving. <laughs> like, I didn't realize how fast <laughs> oh I was going. God. And I looked down and go, oh, shit, I'm going real fast. And I came, ac- like, through, and he was behind me. Cop, I see the cop pull out, and he just, just took the, the last guy out oh. of me. You know what I mean? So he gets pulled over, so it's basically my fault. So I'm like, I got to get him out, right? So I'm like, I go back. <laughs> And, of course, the cop, you know, the only car I have is a fucking limo, right? So it's pretty hard to, like, hide a super-stretched limo in a small town like Moab. So <laughs> I have Anywhere, to, like, yeah. So I have to, like, pull in, knowing that he's going to know it's, that I'm the guy they really should have got in the first place. So I had to, like, figure park and, like, walk in the fucking heat. No tux or anything on. <laughs> no, 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 I wasn't crazy like that. But like now the tuxedo is. And, uh, <laughs> and then the funny part was is that it was, like, but I had to sit there with this cop for, like, 45 minutes waiting for them to talk to the judge that if we could get him out early because we didn't want to mm-hmm. wait, you know, 24 hour bullshit. And then, but I was like, so you, so first thing I ask him, you a Mormon? <laughs> and <he's laughs> yes, like, sir. And he's like <laughs> looking at me like, what's up? And I was like, eh, you know, just, just curious. So I was just like, what's that tree of life all about? <laughs> and then he just was like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, yeah, you got this tree of life thing in your, in your deal. You know, I wasn't going to go straight to like the magic underwear. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's like, what I was about in, the Jesus <laughs> and shit. <laughs> I wasn't going straight that. I wasn't uh, going to go straight into that. Yeah, but, yeah. but I wanted to f- figure out if they had any kind of concept of what this tree of life is about. Because I'm like, I know exactly what the tree of life is. I mean, you guys, yeah. and he's like kind of confused. And we did, I got him for like a good 20 minutes back and forth until I actually said, it's obviously cannabis you know and then he didn't want to have anything to do with anything i was right. talking about it was right. like, trying to jedi mind fuck a mormon he, cop bro. He, he closed his mind but it was like for a little while there i had him going i had him going for a moment where he was like curious like i was like yeah i know what i do i know what it is and he's like what is it <laughs> and then he didn't want to hear it and i was like well i'll tell you a bunch of reasons why i think that and then you know i tried to talk to him but a lot of them just it wasn't happening they do what they're told but it's it's you know you get up to the DEA, the special task force guys, that those scumbags that go out of their way and ruin people's families, oh, yeah. and you know, and have, and probably still will. Uh, they take it to a different level of uh, than busting someone for a sack in the car, you know, being pulled over speeding. It's uh, it's not slowed down. It's just I think we hear about it less. Yeah, because I know people that uh, they're good people, and uh, they're not doing anything crazy. They're just getting their house kicked in, and uh, guys are losing custody of kids because of maybe prior charges, which are just all nonviolent too. Right, it's a three strike action too. Unbelievable, yeah. Is that even still happening? Three strikes? So yeah. I mean, it depends on state and shit. Yeah, I thought that was kind of one of those things where they tried it. I mean, those are like the dumbest. Some they got their own patches for every you know weird mission and stuff. That's just so personal to yeah. me. Like right. that's just oh, like they, they make you know it who, personal. You know, and Watson, you know, Dave Watson collects all those patches. He's got sick collections. It's like one of those things though. When you look at him, you're just like, 
They're so evil. They are interesting to look at, but oh, they're, they're super, fucked up. They're super interesting to look at, but what they represent is fucking terrible. Hate and, and, horribleness, and, and the yeah. fact that he's managed to collect so many of them, yeah. and you look at them, and they're all like, you know, heroin, fucking needles, when weed leaves all. Back to 1977, years. like, uh, sativa raids, and, like, you know, I've seen crazy And ones. a lot of them are cannabis. Most, most of them, actually, are more cannabis than yes. anything because it's such a much better Indian reservation such a yeah. better image for them to play with it's like you know and some of them are again like they look sick you're like that's a fucking pretty cool design too bad it's for the cops I think they even had a, a, lot of skulls, a dead one a lot of skulls a lot of, a lot of yeah. weed leaf skulls I think there's an LSD one for the with a Grateful Dead on it oh I, I mean, wouldn't doubt it yeah. I wouldn't doubt it and I thought it was fake at first but then it was a real one yeah and it's like <laughs> you know when you when you see that they're putting so much energy into it and, that's exactly and right. loving it too that's the it's, crazy it's, part it's like the adrenaline rush for them is you know jumping on the guy when he's already on the ground yeah, breaking his back and shooting his really. dog and everything yeah, exactly they love that shit happened man. in Kentucky to a friend of mine who moved to Amsterdam and it was one of these deals where he had a barn you know growing and they came and then he already he was already like alright you know I'm, I'm showing you the barn you're fucking I'm busted you know it was like he wasn't like gonna try to run or do anything and it was exactly that. Shot his dog yeah. and broke his back. <laughs> like, yeah. It was like, oh, this is standard operation. This is our SOP. So what we do, we come in, we shoot your dog, we jump on your back, and then we charge you. We, we pull it up by the roots and charge yeah. you for the weight of the fucking oh my God. A few months ago. And he had like so. hundreds of pounds, and he's like, dude, it was like, of dirt. <laughs> it was like 25 plants. I know a chick that got hit up. All she had was like a couple ounces on her, kick in the door, shoot the dog. Dog wasn't doing anything. In fact, the dog was like, you know, chained up, just shot it anyway. Oh. <clears throat> you know, being hateful bastards like they are. And uh, so that was, oh, maybe like two years ago or something. And then sure. like three months ago, that was a dude who was down in Mosby Court doing some, they say he was down there training. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you ain't down there training. Dude, like the ISIS, no, yeah. he was doing like some, some, some dirty dealings because all them guys are dirty, man. Yeah. And dude walked right up to him. Right in front of another cop, they were having a little meeting or whatever, and shot him right in the face. Wow, it's a sick uh, person right there. Yeah, I was like, man, you killed the dog. It's you a psychopath. I mean, that's it thing. is there's, a psychopath. There's, there's a yeah. lot of them in the police force. I mean, that's, I was looking, I was watching some documentary about that the other day, and it was saying in, in Great Britain they said one in every two hundred people is a psychopath. I was like, are you yeah. fucking kidding me? That is a crazy number of people. I don't know about yeah. states. It could be higher. It could be lower. We have a lot more sociopaths here. Yeah, I don't like, think we we breed that here. It's like it's a unique phenomenon to America. They say oh, like, really? I was reading these psych books years ago. See, we're both into like <laughs> yeah, man. When it gets late at night, we watch about psychopaths. Yeah, we watch. I'm like, I'm, watching, I'm, like, yeah, I'm not one of those. I was like, I do have empathy. <laughs> I, don't, I do. I guess money, money, money. But money. if you watch, it's like it is one of those things where money, money. You're like, huh? This is strange how. Uh, and I think also, I mean, I'm not going to blame technology, but we are getting so numbed quick, out, quickly numbed to the point of like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's no big deal. And then you watch no. some of these things that people do and you're like, what is going on right now? And of course, it's, I mean, you feel like a grandparents when you say it because you're like, oh, yeah, that's what they that's said so about fast, us. Man. But it's like, <laughs> it's getting weirder now. And especially like, uh, you know, I'm so glad I'm from a generation where, you know, bath salts never came into my vocabulary until it's like you know until I read about it it wasn't like, oh, the guy like, eating the face yeah. off on TV you're like, yeah. what? I, was, I, was like, I heard about it I was like what, is, what? yeah, yeah and, that's uh, and Flocka and all that awesome. stuff and you watch yeah. you, you watch the people on that right and that stuff's nuts because it, yeah. it literally does the same thing to every single person that where they get like caught where they can't like their body top of their body doesn't connect to their bottom yeah. of their body and they start doing some crazy ass shit where they're 
they're bending their whole body oh, yeah. backwards and then walking like like a keep on trucking poster, but, uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, in a really exactly. uncomfortable way where you're like, that doesn't look correct uh-huh. at all, you know. And they get that, yeah. that one arm thing starts going mm-hmm. up over. It's like they're doing the ether shit from fear and loathing or whatever. All it is nuts. So I mean, up. it's like one of those things where I, I mean, there was a time period when I was young and I thought, oh, I missed, I missed. The, the good times, you know what I mean? But then the reality was not realizing that it was, it was actually still there happening. You had to just know the right people. And it was like that. That's it was what like, it is. And then, all sudden, around, and then all of a sudden, you <laughs> look now, place, you look now and you go back to those time periods. You're like, oh, that's actually when there was real stuff. It was just that we weren't, you know, you had to be conscious of what was going on. I think you're and right. Now, man, it's, right. now it's harder. Now I'm like, you know, someone says to you that it's, it's like it's like with weed, like oh, this is something, and if you have a good nose or a palate, you can go like, no, it's not, you know, it's not. Uh, like you said, like somebody said, French toast, and it's fucking <clears throat> blue dream, you know what I mean? It's maybe not pure blue dream, but it's not much better than. It's just something in that, realm. right? But if somebody else comes in, they don't have a clue because they're they don't have that palate yet. Yeah. And then with other, but with these other things, it's that, way different. It's like you can't get to that point, you know. You're like, oh, it's you know some unidentifiable. White what does that crystals. tell you? <laughs> it, it tells me that. Uh, it's at a, it's kind of too far, and it's kind of should be well, someone brought back a little bit and slowed down. Well, you I know, mean, the thing the, is that I always noticed was when like uh, Americans do something, they overdo everything. Like they oh they yeah, got to be like poly addicted to every single thing at the same time. Or we're very or rich in, in money and material, but uh, a lot of not things we're pouring. Well, like uh, when it came, well, what I was noticing, like when I came back to, I think it was around like, around ninety nine. 2000 somewhere in that range and I would come back to New York and go out and go to the, like the limelight for instance right I went to the limelight and I went up to the top of the fucking crow's nest thing there where everybody goes and smokes or whatever so hey let's go smoke a joint so I go up there and I'm rolling a joint and <laughs> it's so funny because I, I didn't think about it at the time but I was like hey I put a filter in my thing and I always use a key to open up my filter right so like kind of put the key in it turn it open so I go to this guy hey you got a key? <laughs> like a nine keys came out. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, oh, hey, thanks, guys. And I, I took the key and I, like, I turned it and then I gave it back to him. And it was like, disappointment. He thought you were going to break out some Coke or something? He thought huh? I was going to break. No, everybody was. Like, <laughs> everybody, everybody was. Everybody was. K- all the keys out. Everybody was at K doing K up. there, right? And so I. Load up the keys. And I was all like looking around. And I started to like look at everybody and I was like, Man, everybody looks really fucked up. Like, and they were like, "Oh yeah, yeah, fucking do some K. You want some K?" And I'm like, "No, no, I'm good." You know. And then it, yeah, it was yeah. like that. That whole. I mean, going hard. And I know a lot of my friends that were into it, and it was like Every, everybody does. I think. Yeah. And it was like one of those things where I was just weird because uh, coming, coming general, from Holland, where coming from Holland, where you're kind of like at the, you're literally at the faucet of all the drugs that you people wanted at that time you know MDMA or whatever Ecstasy, he was like, he was like yeah, right yeah, here it is huge, so yeah. when you came over to America you are like eh, I don't touch that stuff because I don't right. trust anybody with anything yeah. and then all of a sudden it was like everyone was doing K and it was like the kid that I was looking at when I was sitting in the place I was like watching him and he had like a snot bubble that would get <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I was like, like it looks like he's having a lot of fun right there yeah, I was yeah, like that looks yeah, great. I think I don't want to do that. So that that image burned into my brain so I was like I'm never doing K <laughs> I was like remind like give yourself a note never do it but then I'd and great I'd commercial that would be for cannabis <laughs> yeah and, and you know at the end of the day I think it was a good choice I'm pretty happy with yeah, it because like, now I'm not tempted right now I go to shows and people are like you want I'm like nah it's cool yeah, 
remember uh, this dude that almost snuff said, snuff even, though I know, <laughs> even though I know plenty of people that are yeah. like, no, dude, you're missing out. I'm like, well, I don't know about that. I think I'm all right. I keep, I think Good on the snot bubbles. Man. Yeah. Exactly. So that's the first thing that comes into my head is like, that fucking snot bubble guy. Yeah, it's kind of like junkies in Amsterdam. Like when you move there, you're like, oh, I don't think I'm going to be signing up for the heroin deal. Like now yeah. that I get, they're all around <laughs> me. But when you're not, when it's all like, glammy and it's cool then that's why people are all into it here now because they're all like oh it's just oxys or whatever and now they're all strung out and fucking doing heroin because it's cheaper and yeah. so you, you were just in mass so yeah. oh yeah it was, uh. oh man it was rough there i was like it's it, it's i think it, it's maybe yeah, it the year before the more than california i mean the size of the, this the, the popula- well for the population it's yeah that's sure. that's what i mean it, that's yeah. incredible like yeah. and uh it, i've sadly moved back from california and um, definitely notice some people you never would think. Uh, like it took hold, kind of more like it worse than Ebola did. It seemed like <laughs> send this fucking CDC there, man. Like that's a it's problem. Walking dead. I mean, it really is, dude. And it's sad to see. Yeah, uh, but it's, it's definitely uh, New England and, and like all the. Cause and they like, and it's, they, they started they, with they, the pills, giving it to people, like getting them hooked and mm-hmm. getting and. Um, you know, people it's make their own choices, but well, that's the—I mean—that is the the Florida model and the whole oh, pill yeah. mills and all that stuff. And it's like when you when you see that, and then you realize like how hard it is of a struggle for us to open up a dispensary in some of these states, like mm-hmm. Florida, for instance. It's like you guys have hundreds of fucking places. Yeah. Just Unreal, like, yeah. There was one town that had like something like two thousand people, but it went through four million mm-hmm. fucking. Yeah. Oxys or something like it's something wrong here guys you got fucking mm-hmm. you know like a hundred thousand oxys a week for every person who lives here you know what i mean there's yeah. something going yeah, on that guy's back must be pretty messed up yeah, <laughs> man. it's all in knots yeah man um so now we're talking about everything but weed how's that well one thing that's good about this is that we will cure all of this could definitely be the the easy way to get a lot of these people off these fucking drugs because I, th- I think it, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of them are just looking for a crutch of any sort you know what yeah, I mean yeah, it's like, in their life man and uh, you know when people get freaked out when they see people with a torch or something and, and everything it's like we're all just used to it because that's just our like, oh yeah you got a torch you, know, you walk into someone's house they have a torch that's mm-hmm. no big deal but if somebody who doesn't understand it comes in they're like oh yeah, you guys smoking around here what's going on around <laughs> here you know what I mean of course it goes think of the worst but for a guy who's coming off of whatever, I mean, that might just be the perfect yeah. kind right. of like, oh, I get to keep my little kit. I can talk about rigs. I can yeah. talk about all the same yeah, stuff. Yeah, the rig. It's the, all, the, that, <laughs> it's all yeah. the same the rig, When you see people hit some of them, it looks like they're hitting uh, something else. Well, it's <laughs> just a word. Like, my mom hates the name rig because she's like, I can't, believe it, yeah, it, kid, I can't believe you guys call it a rig. Don't you know what a rig I is? Darts and rigs and yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, like, it's like, you got your little kit with your rig in it and everything. It's like, yeah, I know. It is the, I mean... I don't consider cannabis a drug. I consider it like, Absolutely. you know, it's a fucking herb or whatever. And, and Yeah, nutraceutical right. if you want to get all technical about it or whatever. But in general, it's just, it isn't really a drug. And I hate it when people call it a drug because it always sounds wrong to me. It's like when you first started calling it medicine, it sounded wrong also because yeah. you felt like you were talking out your ass in a way. You're like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, mean, I need to medicate. And you're like, you, you, want, to go, you want to go get high? Yeah. It's like, well, no, medicate. But now yeah. it's kind of like switched in, in my brain a lot. Yes. I don't feel... That you're, you're talking shit when you say Medicaid, but also when I hear people say the word Medicaid 300 times in a day, then I'm yeah, like, all right, dude, just yeah, now, I'm, now I'm I literally. Hate it saying it <laughs> it's like, I got sick patients, right? And like, these right. are like truly, truly, really ill people. They yeah. Medicaid. Yeah. When my back hurts, man, 
he does man, some incredible work for uh, I'm taking the edge off, whatever, man. I ain't gonna tell you I'm medicating, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I mean, you it's, can it's, it's it two ways to look at it. It's like the one which is, I I now understand that it is true 100% for the people who need it. I hate to overuse it as a guy who doesn't feel like he needs it. Uh-huh. Same as you, sort of. Yeah, that's why so I didn't get like a card back in the day because I was like, man, that's like. Well, now, I, I mean, I have a card now just so I can grow because it's getting stupider and stupider. I gotta see the only. To be, What's the deal in mess with growing? Is it even letting you or, or is they it, have a weird uh well actually I probably shouldn't say this online uh, or I'm sorry on on the eggs <laughs> they might catch a wind of their own mistakes, but uh it's uh it's pretty uh um open is it? Yeah, you ha- I think outdoors you have to have it fenced or cut or at least so that, that it can't be seen from right. the public and uh but um, of course, if you have a drone, you can see everything. Yeah, Stay but we're in your neighborhood. Be the like, western yeah. side, it's <laughs> nothing really has changed too much, to be honest, except for a really horrible dispensary that um, come from this this couple, I guess, that owns you know, twelve or fifteen across the country or something. But they know nothing about cannabis. That's and, awesome. I mean, they, we go in there. <laughs> I, a friend of mine did. They get some, there's chem dog, and <laughs> they, it, well, it was not, of course, yeah. but, but but bizarrely to be in that area. And call that is a. It's like blasphemous. It's pretty <laughs> shocking, yeah. Yeah. Should we probably be rolling some of this weed up? Yeah, roll you some. Jesus, some Jesus, up, man. Know we're doing here. We're just No one's smoking. Relax yeah, it's been back. the same there for a long time, and I think it always will be. Uh, but younger people, uh, if they're not like, have, I guess, you could say a mentor or uh, someone that, a good guide in the business or something like that. Or, I'm sorry, the, the business, the industry uh, mm-hmm. community. Um, I did. Luckily, I was blessed, and uh, that makes the hugest difference. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, but if well, if, you can get sent on the wrong road right out of the gate. You can you learn can up on YouTube, right road, you know, and those are the people. Who, oh yeah. Yeah. No, if you're if you're going if you literally have to go to YouTube to get your information, then it's, you're, sh- you're you're getting misinformation. Oh my right gosh! Now, yeah. <laughs> everything is a selling point, and or you know, occasionally, like back in the day, and I wasn't as much online as most people, like because most people were really isolated and that's why they were online in the first place i was in amsterdam so i was a little less isolated but i do do remember kind of trolling everything a lot and just being like an overgrow and just being like this is this is some good information because there was in the beginning and then it got kind of like muddled down and you know you can go back and find some of those unique uh things and they're definitely hold some of them hold 100 Mm -hmm. percent. but there's a bunch that don't of course too and And yeah yeah i I never go or try to get any uh tips or uh help what's this problem when i started off the uh, forums at all because uh, it's the first thing that pops up if you look online mm-hmm. and uh but it could be some 16 year old kid that's telling me how to uh could be right it could be wrong i don't know yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. such a risk of uh trusting someone uh with with a major a problem that could be worth a lot of money well it's like if, a lot if, of your time. If, if the answer is cal mag you know they're not really they're just there it's like oh. <laughs> Dude, it it's always like the cow. bug things. People got to know what it is. And it's like, russet mites and cow mag. It is <laughs> pretty much. tobacco mosaic. Like, no, that's never oh. that. It's always, that's that's the one that I love when people say, <laughs> I think it's tobacco mosaic. Fire. I'm like, listen, guys. Got to be. Every, every time you think you have that, you're probably growing some variegated bullshit. That, you know, yeah. that's, it's a lot of strains. It's a cell it. division problem is all it is. Yeah, man. and you can get them healthier. They can yeah, come man. out of it. They can yeah. go back into it. I had a dude arguing with me on it, man. I was like, motherfucker, I grew up on a tobacco farm. I know all about pest and disease, tobacco, and everything else we had to grow. I'm like, I know what the fuck it is. And yeah. break it down for him scientifically. Like, nope, tobacco mosaic. I was like, matter of fact, dude, I said, I'm going to buy a kit and send you a fucking sample 
Yeah. And you test it. And you tell me what the fuck it is, and he wouldn't do it. Yeah, because no. it, it, it's uh, pretty hard to get. It is. And it's not... It looks like a lot of things, and it's one of those very easy to miss a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. It's like the the most. It's like the thing you don't want to get, but at the same time, you probably won't. So I yeah, really exactly, worry about it. man. But neat, but like uh, you know, taking in clones and getting russets. Yeah, that's pretty. pretty that easy. Could that's pretty easy yeah. these days. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's happening easy. on the east now. People are getting all these west and now bugs Colorado's are popping up for everywhere. Too, and yeah. My friend Timmy brought stuff Slapped back from Colorado and, and fucked like everybody like up in Rhode Island with it for a while too. It's, it's like, a clone of forty. Nice. I mean, yeah, I love Cali, but it's that's what I call it. You can't. I mean, super bugs. I see them like. Oh gosh! Yeah, they're resilient. The crazy part um, was my friend Mo out in Cali about probably about eight years ago or something like that. Uh, right before I moved here, and he was telling me about it, and he was like one of the first guys to kind of ever see one, I think, because he was like, "Dude, I had to like figure this shit. I didn't know what it was. They were so small, I couldn't f- figure it out." And he finally figured out what it was, and was just like, "Dude, this shit's gonna go like wildfire. I can guarantee <laughs> you." And then you just watched it did because most people. Well. They don't see it in veg at all, and that's really when you're transferring shit around. Mm. That's the most important. Flower, real, and then all of a sudden yeah. they switch, and then they get Gets out gnarled hand. out. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it is sad when you see people asking online what's wrong with their it, plants, and you know it's. Vegan. I see it too, and I, I think it's. I, I feel the same way. I'm like, like oh, oh, I dude, don't even want to. Uh, you don't know what's about to yeah. happen or not happen yeah. in your life, and it's, it's really hard to tell from someone's just description. You got to be in the room, kind of, yeah. and. Uh, if you wanted to help someone like that, but uh, there's too many. It's, it's uh, sometimes and, they just water too much. Yeah, plants waterlogged yep. or something, and you can't mm-hmm. tell about the picture. Mm-hmm. But, my, my best advice is, uh, it stinks to, to make mistakes and and no, no things, but learn from it, and you'll mm-hmm. never ever make it again if you right. take it seriously. And I don't think I'd be as good a grower uh, if if, you don't if I did. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've had made, made major major mistakes. Uh, or simple mistakes, but um, rarely have they been repeated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Text? Yeah. Uh, chat game question. Okay, what is it? About uh, collecting and storing pollen. Uh, collecting and storing pollen. Well, I mean, the key is just keeping that shit dry and not having any plant material in your pollen because that's what <clears> usually people fuck up is they'll collect pollen and they'll have a couple little flower bits in there, mm-hmm. little stamina, stamina or whatever will be in there, and then it's like that molds. And that's where you get problems. So, and don't clump too much up together, too. Yeah, it'll try hold to, that little moisture from. Relative yeah, not to stack it. Like I usually don't yeah. put them into jars or anything because yeah. that'll that'll also like create a per, perfect. I've seen bottom. jars with full like inches mm-hmm. of it. So in the middle, I'd imagine it's probably not too. It's just like it's like right. when you're when you stack too much weed on top of each other. If you're trying mm-hmm. to dry it, it won't work. You know, yeah. you have to like right. separate it all. And then so um, I usually put them in little bindles. And then put the bindles inside of a jar and fill the jar up with rice and then put that in the fridge mm-hmm. and then, you know, keep it somewhere like low on the bottom shelf so it's not in that weird zone where it goes up and down all the time. Yeah. It doesn't get, like, cooler or hotter or warmer or whatever. It stays it's kind of it's consistent. And then about a year, after a year, you pretty much got to use it. Otherwise, it's like you're... you're your numbers just start to drastically yeah. fall. I did some eight-month-old, or no, sorry, 11-month-old a little while ago, and I got like, meh, I'd, I'd call it at around 50%. Of like what you normally would have got. Yeah. yeah. So it's always nicer to have fresh. The fresher yeah. the better, of course. Oh, yeah. And um, But freezing's not a good idea unless you have a really fucking good freezer that's 100% guaranteed, never going to go up or down a couple degrees even, because once it's in the freezer, if it starts to... 
it'll just it, it gets like, it's like freezer burn too. You yeah. know, things just fucking aren't really made for it. Yeah, when he you was, pull it out, yeah. you have to literally like pull it out and use it right at that second because uh, any condensation from the thawing, yeah, like on the bag or whatever, it's gonna kill the pollen. It's gonna be sterile. Right, but, that's what I was always worried about. He it, he explained it to be a little easier uh, or uh, to ease some uh, worries about that because I in Mass, uh, even in California, just keep it a cool, dark place, and uh, this was fine for me. Yeah, even always, seven, ten years. I've had some seeds. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, tea seeds, yeah, forever. I mean, yeah. I, my pollen. It, I was like, wasn't even. I was oh, pollen. Like, no, like no, pollen. Pollen. Like, Shit, I, I was, pretty good. Yeah, three months, I think. Oh no, I've had. I, I cracked those eighty-two Kentucky seeds that this that one of their listeners gave me, and they popped. And I was like, dude, those things are, you know. If you keep them good, they, and those were in the, those were actually in his freezer, which I was pretty mm-hmm. impressed with because his uh, brother had put them there, and it was like still handwritten from Smart 82. Dude. It was awesome. It's like long flowering. So, you know, told you what it yeah. was. Just enough details to be like, yeah, yeah that's all I need to know. Smart guy. <laughs> Actually, like, tells me how long it's going to take to flower. Uh-huh. All right, so we got like 15 minutes. I'm going to do a quick shout out to, and then we're going to have um, Purple Orco calling in and then we can just do a little continue talking together with with Mr. Uh, Matt Farmer. I can't forget. All right, so no, we're not. We are doing screen shots, or no? You're not going to do it. You just that's for me. That's for you. Oh, and good. So I know where I'm at. I have audio from seats here now. Oh, nice. And we'll do. That and we'll do that at the last. Yep, yeah. exactly. All right. So uh, right out of the gate, new millennium, right here from Colorado. Uh, it's a nutrient line that I've been running for like three years, two to three years now, and uh, super consistent. Great line because it's a uh, seasonally orientated, so you kind of know where you're at. If you're in the springtime, I think you'll be vegging at that point. <laughs> and if you're in your, <clears throat> if you're doing your summer uh, and your autumn, then you're going to be going into your your shift there. And just nice because it's a it, they have a it's nine parts total, but you're never using more than four usually at any given moment. And uh, also, the guy Neil who designed it has been in the industry for a long time, so he really took out a lot of the fluff, uh, which a lot of the brands are kind of like making you buy more even though it sounds like a lot of different things because he pinpoints at the right time when you need it you don't use very much of some of those products and so it's very uh user friendly and uh you know economical too because one thing we do know it can cost a lot of money to grow this beautiful plant and that's that's where people skimp now because a lot of times they think well i'm not getting any better price why should i put more money into it but i think you're thinking the wrong way there i think you got to I think at the end of the day, whoever has the best weed wins. That's kind of how it. And you can usually demand more for it. Yeah. In a and, market full of shit. And at the end of the good. day, if people are going to willing to drive, uh, you know, and now it's, nowadays if you're a consumer, you know, and you're willing to drive for an extra twenty miles or more to get to certain cannabis. Sure. It's only that you're, the only way you're going to do that is by excelling and having you know the mm-hmm. best products going in. So if that is your idea, then check out New Millennium's line. That is newmillenniumnutrients.com, and. Uh, you can also check with your local grow shop. Hopefully, if you're in Colorado, you might have a good chance. Outside of Colorado, I think there's about 300 shops now in the state, so it's, it's moving. It's in Rhode Island. I'd like to try that. They have some guys in Rhode Island I know rocking it. And dude, I saw these photos and I was like, wow, that's fucking amazing. And it was it was a little bit of a weird one because I like was so impressed. And then later I asked him what what it was for what genetics are those, and he's like, oh, dude, it's your MK Ultra. And I was like, but it was actually Cold Creek Kush. He's like, it's your oh, Cold nice. Creek Kush. And I was like, really? Well, fuck it. I never seen it that big before. <laughs> That's my life. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. That one kind of made some waves in I Rhode Island it. area. Yep. Yep. Um, and our buddies over at Build a Soil, Jeremy, is uh, responsible for 
bringing some of the best products here to Colorado and to the world because he is online. You can order all his stuff from one bag to 30,000 bags of soil, custom blends, whatever you need. Um, hard to find products, which is, uh, you know, he, if you look at the stuff he has in his line, it's basically everything you can't get at a grow shop, normally, unless their grow shop's super cool. Mm-hmm. Like one or two might have some dehydrated coconut for you to yeah. spray. <laughs> no, yep. no, most of them don't. Um, but also for your, uh, for your no-till beds or for your uh, IPM, he's your one-stop shop. You can go to buildasoil.com or you can go to 877-844. Is that what it was? No, 855-877. Oh, Jesus. 855-877-SOIL. Yes. Um, and you can talk to a human being. On Sweet. a phone. Wow. <laughs> it's weird. I know. It's weird. You're like, wait a minute. You're not a robot? They're getting really good at those things, too. You notice how they're getting better and better? Like, I hate it. It starts to get like, wait a minute. You fucked me up again? Because they're like trying to be so human-like. So, I've yelled at one like it was real, but I was like, that's a fucking robot. Yelling at and they're <laughs> laughing at you. I did. So pissed. And uh, also Incredibles Edibles. Mm. The most consistent edibles here in Colorado. And uh, hey, wait, hello. We got uh, who we got on the air right now? Mr. Bain with the 420 report. Oh well, we're doing uh, we're doing our shout-outs. We got one more to do, and then we're going to do yours, and then you're going to jump in. How's that? Um, all right. Well, I got I got a on the phone. Uh, yeah, all right. All right. Just got to do my Incredibles. You know, got to pay the bills around here. Okay. Can we, all right. No okay. problem. In- Incredibles edibles, the most consistent edibles here in Colorado, and now in. Nevada, California, starting to spread out amongst this whole country. Um, they got also in-house extracts that are top-notch. Uh, they're black label, guaranteed every time fire. Um, they also have a gold label, which will be the product from the shop that you're standing in at that moment. And if they have decent product, you 100% guarantee that they will be fire too because they also in- have the incredible extractor if you're into the game and that's what you're looking for. Take a look at what they've got. Um, and they've got a bunch of new products coming out now, which is a bunch of gummies and hard candies and different things that are uh, – check out their line. It's on uh, iloveincredibles.com if you want to check out their, their store finder or the products that are available. And if you're here in Colorado, I can, like people ask me where to get them. I'm just like everywhere because almost mm-hmm. every shop, if they're smart, has them on their shelf. Yeah, they're real good, man. Super good. Yeah. Super good. Great people guy. Worked there, too. There. People yeah. and Mike, dude. Yeah, and good people. That's the main thing. Good, good company, yeah. and uh, yeah. that means uh, it all comes out in the wash. You know what I mean? If you're making a product and you got good people behind it, somehow, magically, that shit just Definitely works. Definitely good is that, man. Mm-hmm. No bad vibes. Good friend. Big up, Mike. And... <laughs> MD. The guy we got on the line, Mr. Seeds here now himself. Seeds here now. Uh, seeds here now. Seeds, seeds here, here now. now. Seeds here now. Thirty-five <laughs> breeders uh, on deck at all times, and uh, the best online service slash guarantee that I mean that no other customer nobody, service packaging warehousing uh, everything. Everything you guys Washington do it all. You guys do it all. And uh, yeah, we try to do it all. And we have Mr. Bean on the line himself. And I, apparently we have exotic, and we're going to get in a few minutes. Is going to be. Uh, Does he want me to play the audio? Oh yeah, we want to do, you want us to do that audio file for you right now, or you want to do that after the end? Oh uh, uh, yeah, let's play the audio. hot August deals are here. Buy any two packs of La Plata Labs and get one free. Buy any two packs of TH seeds and get one free. Buy any one or more of these five strains by Mycotech Seed Company and get a free pack of Orange Cam. Alien Antifreeze, Hemhead OG, Family Dog, Gorilla Dog, and Thank You, Jerry. 
Get a free Polynesian haze pack for every two packs of Archive Seed Bank purchased. Tangelope, Crockett's Dog, and Crockett's Confidential on sale for $104.88 a pack. Mandarin Cookies by Ethos are $118.88 a pack. Buy any two of the following strains from Absolute 33T Genetics Group and get a third pack free. Alien Orange Congolese, Alien Orange Gum, Alien Sour Apple, and Alien Tarantula. Buy any pack from Coastal Seed Company and get a free pack of UFO. Spend over 300 at SeedsHereNow.com and get a free pack of drive-by from Best Coast Genetics. Spend over 600 at SeedsHereNow.com and get a free pack of CBD lamb's bread by Mass Medical Strains or UFO by Coastal Seed Company and free pack of drive-by from Best Coast Genetics. Get to SeedsHereNow.com and order the packs you want before they're gone. Bam! See that? You didn't, you didn't even get to hear your own thing, did you, James? No, I say I didn't hear a damn thing. I was just sitting there yeah. shutting up. Well, we did. We fun. heard it. It was awesome. <laughs> Except you said absolute. He said absolute instead of absolute. I think you messed up. <laughs> oh know. no! I said absolute. Absolute three three T. Yeah. Uh, and I called absolute. I was like, dude, version, I can't believe the computer doesn't know who you are. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, listen, the computer doesn't know you. I was like, you're, you're obsolete. Yeah, well, he's living up to his <laughs> name, I guess. Yeah. So hey, so uh, you got Mike on the line? You, you know, said. I, I might have my uh, strain of the week. Yeah, let me give you a You might have. Tell me. Dun, 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 I have dun. on the line. You had him on the line or you have him on the line? It's all right. Is he flying right now or is he uh, on the ground? Wow, it's quiet. Dead, dead air, bro. You're going to be crossing dead air. Hello. There he is. Yeah. I'm here. Hey, Mike. What's going down? Not much, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Are you just uh, landing up there or what? Or are you coming in? No, actually. I'm just uh, milking this little headache I got. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, damn. <laughs> Self-induced or yeah. is it just uh, time of the month? <laughs> man, this heat and smoke. This smoke oh, you guys are getting up crushed right up there. Now. Oh, yeah. You guys are no... You, it's like, don't know how to handle that heat up there, that's for sure. It, well, it's not just that, man. We got all these this smoke coming here from Canada, so you can't even see past two miles. It's two miles of visibility. Blame Canada. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, it's man. always their fault, of course. Um, are you going to be up there to, at the show tomorrow? Are you coming in? Yeah, I'm coming in. Nice. Yeah, we, we're going to be having the uh, exclusive Triple OG drop. So you'll be able to buy them there first before you can buy them anywhere else. That's right. And is that the strain of the week? Is that what you're talking does. about? Yeah, well, this weekend is the weekend. Definitely strain of the month. It's not strain of the week for sure. Why don't you tell them a little bit about it, Mike? Tell us about that. Hey, tell us a little bit about Triple OG. Tell us about that Triple OG. Oh, I can't. Oh, I'm telling you about the Triple OG. That's right. All right, well, the Triple OG, man, that's what everybody's been waiting for. I've been holding, it off. I've been holding this thing off forever. It's CK cross with Constantine cross with Master Yoda. And... I have been had to. I've had to literally keep the mobs away from trying to take it from me since the the crosses have been released. And uh, which which in, in which order? And which order? How did you? How did you, how did that go down? Did you cross the first uh, two? Uh, the first two OG. Which which? How, can we give me the mail order? Yeah, it went it went it went TK to Constantine because I had a Constantine female, and or excuse me, I had a Constantine male across the triangle Kush. And then um, took that, and then took a mail from that, and crossed it to the Master Yoda, and then 
that's where we did we did our crosses with that made an f2 with um you know mom and dad of the, the, the f1 triple og and then that's where the f2 is being released because it's even better than the first gotcha gotcha yeah it's frostier it feels better it's not finicky like the normal og is uh, smells better stretch um, a little bit less or yeah it does actually stretch a little bit less it's, it's kind of surprising actually i had the ones i had just finished um, they didn't even get over shit, chest high, and they were flipped to waist high. So it was pretty impressive how they didn't stretch. Right, you know, because that's always a so. classic where you're you, you think everything's going to be. I mean, it's probably the most biggest misconception in the whole industry is this whole like indica cush thing, where you're like, "Do you ever grown it before?" So it can like a stretchy <laughs> motherfucker, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's where that's one of the one of the things you need to tame. Well, cool. How many packs are going to be right. available? Well, good. How many packs you got available at the show? Um, I don't know. What'd you bring down there? Oh, we will have a limited amount at the show. They'll be on the website as well. Um, and the pre-sale drop is on Wednesday. Nice. So, nice. and then all the packages about the show, Mike will be able to sign uh, on Sunday. Stop by the booth. Yeah, I'll be there to meet and greet and talk about. What are we, what's, what are we talking about down there? What's the panel? Well, the panel will be on uh, on cannabis. I think we got Mad Farmer how calling in. Right? How to smoke it? Best techniques? What? Yo, welcome to the Adam Dunn Show. Is this Mad Farmer? Yo. Hello. Yo. 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 We got Mad. Yeah. This... Go ahead. You guys hear? Yeah, we can hear you. You guys, you guys can hear me. Yep. Can you hear us? <laughs> that's that's half the battle. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, me and Mike are going to bounce. You guys have a good time. All right, man. Say goodbye to Mr. Hey, Mike from Exotic. Take it easy. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. See you tomorrow. Welcome to the Adam Dunn Show. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? It's a pleasure to meet you. Yeah, we're doing great. Well, thanks uh, Thanks for getting back to us because I know we, we kind of we, we're planning this for weeks now. It's like the classic Adam Dunn Show fashion where we got it all figured out, we think, until the last second, and then all of a sudden we get nothing. <laughs> so. so I got... Hey. I love it. So I got story of my life. Yeah, right, right. Um, yeah. So it's been interesting, like uh, since James, I guess, uh, contacted you, and we've been listening to. We were listening to the podcast that you did before when we were at the last show, and uh, I was like, it's always weird for me to listen to other podcasts of people talking about weed because I'm always like, you know, it's like it's I don't know, just strange. Even though like we're all asked the same sort of questions, it's like we're coming from different angles, and and I think one of the things that I love about your story is the fact that, I mean, everybody's heard, it's, you know, again, one of those strains, everybody's heard about Purple Oracle or one of its grandparents <laughs> along the line, but, but a lot of times people don't understand, they don't understand the sort of the, the, the that's kind of what our show a lot of times is based on. We're just trying to like to put the pieces of the puzzle together because, you know, uh, we're, we're only a few years away from it turning into a real shit show where everybody's just, you know, making up whatever the fuck they want. And so this is kind of our chance to plant the flag a little bit. Um, so so what year was the, this whole, what year did this whole thing start for you, uh, growing cannabis and sort of breeding and things? What was your introduction? Oh, man. Well, it's a lifelong introduction for me personally. I was born into it. Mm-hmm. Um you know, years ago with the, with my, my dad mainly, mm-hmm. um, he was really into it. He did his thing. 
don't really want to go into a whole lot of details. Sure. You never know who's listening, who's not listening. But um, my dad liked to to drive it, to drive to drive with it to, mm-hmm. to different places and and uh, make people really happy regularly. So um, we were kind of always in it, um, and we'll say he was a a, a gorilla guy, um, you know, and. We were always told that uh, it's the don't ask, don't tell, speak no mind. You didn't see it, it didn't happen. Of course. Um, so that was the mentality we grew up with. And, yeah. uh, well, you know, as a kid, and you, you've actually physically seen your dad get put in the cuffs and you understand the realism of, of what's going down. It kind of scares the shit out of you the first couple of times you don't understand. And mm-hmm. um, so it really it really keeps that that uh, that fear in the back of your mind where you just you don't speak about it you, you know mm-hmm. you, you don't get in a situation to where you're going to have that conversation at all so it just naturally stayed with me as I got older um, and I always uh, stayed with with cannabis in my life there was very short periods of time that I didn't consume cannabis even when I was uh, working, you know, straight, mm-hmm. straight and arrow, um, in the, in the professional world. Um, I, I still flirted with the idea of wanting to grow, uh, and do something other than what I was doing. So when I was diagnosed with lupus at the age of 25, um, it was almost just, uh, just a bigger, a bigger scheme of life. For me, I, I took I took from it. At first, I was depressed, and, and it just was worst thing that could have ever happened. I mean, I worked my ass off to get into a position that I was working graveyards, going to college, um, just really, you know, doing the rah rah thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was diagnosed with lupus, it took everything away from me, and I didn't understand why. So I battled it for the longest time. Depression. What year was that? What year was that? Uh, what, what year was that when you got diagnosed? Let's see. Bought my first house in 1996. I was diagnosed in around 98, 90, 99, somewhere. Maybe even closer to 97. Mm-hmm. Between 96 and 99, somewhere. I was. I was officially diagnosed with SLE, and from that that point, I had 13 uh, surgeries either related directly to the disease or uh, other issues that were caused that were from the medication that I was taking to ease the complications of the disease, and I obviously, in the back of my mind, always felt that was just a better way than what my doctors uh, were prescribing. Well, lo and behold, my mom had remarried. My mom and uh, real dad, they, they, you know, they had their differences, unfortunately. They uh, ended up divorcing later on in life and went their own own ways, and my mom ended up uh, marrying again, and she happened to marry a, in a medical professional field, and she married a a wonderful doctor um, who was really open to to my use as as medication, you know, the use of cannabis, 
And so it was still really taboo back then. So we kind of had to keep it on the down low. I did a lot of my doctor's visits down to uh, UCLA or over in the Bay Area at Stanford because they're more understanding. They don't give you the shit that you would get from a small town doctor that wants to tell you there is no medicinal effect to pot when I'm telling you, fuck you, I'm a perfect example Mm -hmm. of benefits of cannabis. I deal with it every day. So I'm not going to have that argument. I don't feel the need to have that argument. And going to UCLA and the Stanford, they were more understanding. And then as time grew, uh, it was more accepted. And my treating doctors were finally able to say, yeah, we've been treating him with with cannabis for 10, 11 years now, um, openly. So uh, that's how that became. And then in around... Ah, 2000, 2001, it became a major part of our lives again, and um, thank God we still had uh, a really, really good group, tight group of uh, small, small group of friends that, that knew our personal struggles and had great ways that we were still trying to learn to understand. Of, of relief and, and later on we found out what it was all about and for us um, the relief was in the, in, in the form of lavender's purple herbal mm-hmm. just for the simple fact that the nausea for me when, when I was taking these hardcore uh, anti-organ rejection drugs I mean it's like chemotherapy your body just doesn't it's trying to recognize itself, but it's not. Therefore, it's destroying your organs because it's recognizing them as a foreign body. So it's just fucking your body up really bad. So you take these other medications that prevent that from happening, but they start fucking up all kinds of other shit in your body. So then I, I have to deal with that. And for me, it was constant battles with you know, the throwing off, the diarrhea, not being able to eat, and just horrible side effects. And and for me, cannabis, it was, it just truly, it truly, I know it sounds just like, oh, that's it, really. But the fact that it eased my, my nausea and my sweats and my blood pressure to the point to where days were now livable again, oh, man, I, it, 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 it truly saved my life, sure. my wife and... And, and cannabis saved my life. So right. Well, it's like I only went into full effect with it right then and there. Yeah, it's like when people see a kid uh, having seizures and then they they stop and, and instantly almost, and then they're like, if it's not if that doesn't hit close to home, usually I mean usually it does, but then all of a sudden at some point because now with the rate of autism now and the rate of how people are going, it's like everybody's affected by somebody you know i mean everybody knows somebody and so i think when 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 you see cannabis work in for children and when you see it when you know it works for yourself and then you're guaranteed you know it, it convinces them as any it has to convince you at that point um so oh, it has to i yeah even i and for me knowing the effects personally firsthand witnessing in myself the, the actual miracle that nobody will ever convince me with an argument i still become overwhelmed when I see a small child who has 50, 60 seizures a day and yeah. and they get that, even if it's just 10 fucking minutes of relief, that child got 10 minutes of relief that he probably hasn't had in months. 
Right. You know, and it's it's just you know I still get overwhelmed for them because I look at it and I'm thinking this is still illegal in how many fucking states? How stupid? How stupid are we really? <laughs> Seriously, it's, it's, it's a fucking plan. Yeah, you know, one of the things I'm interested in seeing because it's coming up quick now is like when 2020 kicks in, how literally people are going to start because you know that's how we are now. We are literal people are that simple-minded that they're like, oh, 2020, isn't that like perfect vision? Well, I have a feeling that 2020 is going to be so symbolic to so many people, especially when it comes to cannabis, because we're all going to be like talking about how hindsight is 2020 and how we all should have fucking been doing this in the beginning and what the fuck was wrong with us up until this point. And I have a feeling we might get to that tipping point where enough people have, you know, like people like McCain with fucking brain cancer right after, you know, he, he may actually open his mind a little bit at some point and be like, I want to live one more year or whatever. And all of a sudden he's yeah. doing cannabis and then that's, you know, and, and so things like that, it only takes like literally like one person to open their eyes and, and like, and go, Oh shit, this is actually what the hell have we been oh. doing this whole time? So, so did you find, where have we been? So did you find this purple Urkel? Um, so give us a little background on the, 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 how this all came about. Cause that's kind of what this, what we, what this is what we need to know. <laughs> how did we get to the, yeah. how did we get to the modern day, uh, version of the stream. All right. So for us, it actually started with lavender before it was. It was the Urkel. We had uh, lavender. We got lavender on Valentine's Day of either two thousand or two thousand and one. I can't remember the year, but it was on Valentine's Day because, unfortunately, my wife's identity had been stolen. <laughs> when I came home, all excited as a motherfucker with uh, one of the cuts that I just I, I had been dying to to acquire, and and I had the source and everything was there, and I had it, and I'm on my way home, and there's a cop car in front of my house. Not not just a cop car, but a uh, a detective. It's just pretty serious looking shit, and I'm thinking, no man, this. Surely this isn't, this just really isn't going on right now. You know, how do I do this? How do I play this off? Um, so, of course, I go walking in the house, and I've got four cuts in a paper bag, thinking, I'm not leaving them in the car. You know, it's freezing cold. The garage was freezing cold. I did not want to leave them in the car. I thought, at least I'll bring them into the kitchen and try to sneak in the back door and set them to the side. Nobody can see them. And then I'll just sneak in like I just got home from work. I get in, and my wife and the officer are fucking standing right there. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man, this is going to turn out to be a wonderful Valentine's Day, isn't it? <laughs> set them on the counter, and then I start. I don't say a word. I'm standing there just pretty much shaking and thinking to myself, what's going on, what's going on? And then, of course, I find out it wasn't nothing other than her identity had been uh, stolen, so she was going through the necessary steps of filing a police report in order to document it and and all of that. So, um, yeah, that's how I remember it so fucking vividly being Valentine's Day right. <laughs> because it started as an, an almost almost as an omen for me on that on that day with lavender and so then we we had the lavy um 
And now, I mean, now when we, you say la- had, when you say lavender, you're saying as it came from Soma lavender, or is it pre-Soma, or what's what's the deal with that? Because I was uh, now here's here's where people are not going to like me when I when I say <laughs> this. <laughs> this is no, I'm serious, guys. Here's where I'm going to piss a whole lot of people off, um, and I'm not trying to piss anybody off. I'm only telling you guys this as I know this, as this came to me from people that. Um, that I would bet all the knowledge that I have in my head is, is the truth com- compared to the other shit that I have heard from from these this group of guys. And <laughs> Soma's lavender, the picture Soma showed of, of his lavender, that gorgeous, um, real spread out nodes, just golf ball buds, of just nothing but color, real easy trim. Perfect formation looks a lot like Purple Urkel. Very, very, very much like Purple Urkel. That's the mother that was used in creating Soma's lavender. Gotcha. That's not anything that was found in Soma's seeds of lavender. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the biggest misconception that was happening regularly sure. in the late 90s and early 2000s. Well, um, Soma, Soma, has a, Soma has a tendency of getting his his names into those situations. But it's, same happened with the Diesel, and I've I've had him on the show, and I've told, scolded him literally and said, "Dude, you fucked up so many people <laughs> by calling it New York yeah. City Diesel when it had nothing to do Seriously. with the sour Diesel, which is what everybody thinks of when they think of Diesel." So once you got that, you got the masses all confused. The, the, the you know original I mean? rename, I guess. And, and so that's what, you know, and then, you know, he did the same, I guess, with, well, with the lavender. It was, I mean, I guess he just thought he was the only guy with it and the seed form maybe at that point in time or, because it was, it, was it, was it handed he around? Came, as, yeah. He came here and got the cut. <laughs> so yeah. it's not like we didn't know that, you know, that he was here and what, what was going on. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of us that mm-hmm. knew it wasn't real hush hush if you will but well, back like, then there well, wasn't you know you don't have the internet as rapid as it is now where you can fucking take a picture and now a million and a half people know what's going on yeah no 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 nothing like that well he um, was he's definitely he one of the better here. promoters he's one of the better self-promoters out there <laughs> and always has been so it's one of those things where he you know, he he put himself. I literally, my business partner back in Amsterdam one day is like, "You got to be more like Soma, dude." I was like, "No, I don't." And he's like, "Yeah, you got to get out there." Some of those pictures. Put are... your big, put everything out there. And I was like, "Well, it'll leak out, you know what I mean?" But I'm not going to go like as, as full on. But uh, I think 2000. Cause it's funny for me because I don't know when he came over uh, for the cup uh, in '94, I believe was the year he came, and he was uh, he literally came one year got seeds from everybody and came back like two years later and had a seed company and it was all just like mm, that was kind of wacky because i know everybody was like <laughs> handing them seeds like left and right and i remember like hey isn't that the same guy that was here like <laughs> a year ago and no, got all our no. seeds and, hey <laughs> a, so. a fucking man a fucking man <laughs> and i thought to myself about 15 years ago this guy this this ain't gonna fly in this business man too many people know each other and then I'm here saying I don't want to rub people the wrong way when I tell them this because, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I'm not trying to be, to be a dickhead and call nobody out. I'm just telling you as I see it and as I know, as I know it. You know what I mean? And, I mean, it was a great sleight of hand, one of the best ones I've ever seen, but that picture that he used, which 
Um, from my last recollection, he's no longer using that picture anymore, but I, I could be wrong. I doubt he even has There's that. A really That's the same cut really that we have. It's the same. <laughs> it's a pretty identifiable it's plant, a, though. It's one of those yeah. things where, and, uh, you know, what's interesting, too, is I have uh, somebody gave me some cuts of caramello, which is a lavender crossed something and I, and I basically I grew them out before I knew what it was and then I looked it up my friend looked it up and I was like oh. I was like well they're definitely out of the stable now I'm sorry you know what I mean it was just one of those like I have to and then now I'm looking at it I'm like this fucking thing is beautiful and now I'm all like uh, it's one of those you know do I do I promote this guy's stuff or what you know what I mean it's yeah, so it makes yeah. it hard as a grower sometimes well, to and, pick and choose and see that's another thing that, that really kind of freaks me out a little bit is these, these newer seed guys that have only been breeding and chucking, if you will, for the last four, five, six years. They don't understand what was going on back in the 90s and in, in the early 2000s. With a lot of the stuff that were changing hands are the same things. Mm-hmm. De- renamed items. Yeah. Um, I mean, just there was so much, so much nonsense and bullshit going on that it kind of misconceived a whole lot of people. So now you have so many strains that are so similar that are actually so similar because they started from the same cut and what's happening is now people are thinking oh well I have an old pack of soma seeds and so they're like oh okay well so now I'm going to use this 10 pack I'm going to find me a male and I'm going to make soma seeds again We're well kidding. that's fine but some but soma seeds weren't that fucking great to begin with but you understand what he did to create his own seeds so don't start from behind the gun. You're only hindering yourself in your project, you know? And that that's what I fear for, for these guys that are trying to do it now is there's nothing that, that they can get from the marketplace that's super, super clean anymore. And, and Soma was one of the originals, and I thought, damn, this guy has sold him an identity to the world and... Just, he's, just, he's, uh, he's great at doing what he did. I'll give him that. Right. Um, yeah, but, you know, the thing about it, too, is uh, it's, it's really, like, he, we, we would call it the Soma aroma, so we're not, you know, I'm not very impressed with a lot of the selections because a lot of them were, but, 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 but funny enough, I was always like, but there was that lavender. Like, that was, like, literally yeah, the one thing that the stood one. out that I was always saying was sure, the one. I hope so. Of, I hope he'd have one at least. Well, well but that was the thing yeah. that he... <laughs> Out of all the things, and I literally have a pack of his just sitting there in my, in my drawer or whatever. Like I never grew it out, but then grapefruit. But diesel. I did like it. I did like it when I did grow it back in the day. And out of everything that I ever got from him, because he would give me trays of things to try, and it was like, hmm, well, yeah. Rockbud went Hermy, and that, you know the other ones were all fucked and you know, okay. But <laughs> but reclining Buddha, yeah, that wasn't that much. Right. So me the videos, it's it's a, it's a shit, man. Yeah, yeah man, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a um, just for shits and giggles, you you should pop those lavender and and just see how all over the place they are. Right. <laughs> so so um so now did Ken Estes cut have anything to do with any of this crossing around? Because I know the Granddaddy Perps gets uh, thrown into the mix a lot too when people describe anything. Any all the purples get mixed up along the way. That's for sure because people yeah. think everything's one thing, you know and. Um, but did you ever work with any of Ken's stuff, or? No, and guys. To be completely and 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 totally honest with you, I had never heard uh, Ken Estes' name until about maybe five or six 
years ago, and then I started hearing his name flash around with a with a relatively nice granddaddy purple cut going around his tins cut or something. And so when I was asking about it, you know, um, everybody was saying, oh, that it was Ken's cut, this, Ken's cut, that. And that was the first time I started hearing Ken's name um, being fashioned around. But until then, I hadn't I hadn't heard of him. Mm-hmm. And no, and and also I, I'm sure you guys know, but but Granddaddy Purple is nothing more than Purple Urkel by Big Bud. It's Dinsey Seeds Big Bud. It's a hybrid, a cash cropper hybrid by um, the wonderfulness of of Purple Urkel and you know, and the the great ones took on the the faster faster flowering and vegging times, and still were pronounced with the color and, and a hint of that that grape smell. And that one that went by Kins was a very nice uh, granddaddy granddaddy purple fino that that he had. So yeah, yeah. no, I, that, and, and I think it's, he came to, he came to Amsterdam, so he was one of those players that I met back in the day, and I saw him. I think about a year ago, and uh, but we didn't really chat. We just kind of met at some show or something for a second. But uh, yeah, I think he was more of a keeper than a like a gatekeeper of the thing. That's kind of one of those deals. It wasn't yeah. Like, there was much breeding going. I don't think there was much breeding going on. You know, it was it was more like a it was more like a I have this thing and it's really good and I'm the only guy that doesn't doesn't lose it. So therefore, it's mine. And that's kind of how this industry works now too. Is there's a lot of you know, <laughs> yes, it was just really exactly. the, the one guy who was organized enough to not fuck up. He finally can claim something, you know, and that, and that is what we proved around with the OG a little bit too, as far as like, you know, ghost just renamed what, you know, put his tag on it. But in a way what happens is because if you get it from ghosts, like physically get it from him, it's going to literally, you know, at least, you know, you got that particular, uh, you know, <clears throat> Uh, phenotype of, of, of yeah, it's not a genotype yeah, yeah. necessarily, but a phenotype. And then yeah. you, you uh, grow, it, you yeah. grow, it, you grow it yourself for twenty years, and someone gets cuts from you. It's not. I mean, it's, it is. It's actually, it kind of is your thing at that point because you've actually really turned that thing over that many years. So you've actually brought it, brought it to a little bit of a different place. You know, what I mean, yours might have a little more red because we we, yeah. looked, we looked we looked at the video or photos of like thirty different shops here that. Uh, Put it, put it in the same cut in their garden, and it looked like thirty different plants. You know what I mean? And you were like, "Whoa, that doesn't look at all like any of these things." You know, so not even. Yeah. How's your growing? How's your, how's, your, how's, your, how's your growing style? More organic based, or you kind of? Uh... Well, you know, I get asked that a lot. Obviously, um, I believe in supplements. I supplement my my plants more than I do my base. Um, and yeah, when it's if I'm doing a whole bunch of just, you know personal med stash and, and I'm not pushing for yields. I just want nothing but flave and 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 super 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 clean. Um I will. I'll keep it to to teas, all these myhumic and sulfic acids and, and enzymes. But I'll, I'll keep it base. I'll beef up my soil pretty good. But I mean they don't take a whole lot to produce what you need them produce, to produce. Um and as far as synthetics, I keep it basic. Um, I got in really good with the Botanicare people when they first came out, um, so they became really good friends of mine. Um, and, you know, I know everybody gets down a lot now. This day and age, bottled nutrients are so much water, 75 80% water. And, yeah, I get that. It's the filler agent. But the, the, 
for me is if I'm going to be going that route regardless, and I know the people, and I believe in the people, and, and I know a lot of the chemists, and I believe in their work, then they're going to be the ones that I support. And again, it's for a base, and I supplement from there. So, um, I, I, you know, there's several different routes, and honestly, I hate, I hate saying this because now people are probably going to think, well, I'm not going to hook you up anymore. <laughs> I use what they give me. I, I, give what they, I use what they give me a lot of free, free products of. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, because, it's, uh, it's one of those it, things where you get you get sometimes you go to a show and you come home with all this stuff and it's like you got to check it out. But then again, it's almost like if someone gave you one or two vitamins, you know what I mean? You'd be like, yeah, I didn't do shit. You know what I mean? But the reality is if you had yeah, enough. Yeah, what the you, fuck you, is this going to do? This is, I'm going to feed it once and yeah. then I'm out of it. Yeah. So I don't even, yeah, yeah. The first trade shows that we did in San Francisco, the very first ones they had over there, were so badass because nobody knew about it and none of the people from out of the state wanted to go through customs sure. with all of their stuff. And so I think I got a whole bunch of, at that time, I already, the thousands, I think I was getting them for like 25 bucks a pop. Brand new. 25 bucks. I was getting them brand new at that time. HM digital digital pins for thirty bucks plus all their calibration solutions. I mean, I came home with like ten grand worth of stuff, and I priced it. I don't know, two hundred fifty three hundred. Right. <laughs> no, I know, and, and, yeah. and it is it is uh, funny when you go to these shows because like. It's like anything. It's like the people who really don't need it the most are the ones that give the most shit too. And I'm like, I don't want any. I'll be walking through like, no, dude. I have to like, I go to so many fucking shows. But I always like when I see a guy carrying soil out. I'm always like, dude, you're that guy, the guy that actually carried the bag of soil out. Right. Like, with, you know, like it's like I'm taking this thing to my car. It's only two miles away. And I, I was know. Like, and you see him dragging it out. You're like, oh my god. Oh my god. I love you. And here I was thinking I'm the only guy that's like, what the fuck? That's a ten dollar bag of soil that you're gonna walk. <laughs> Halfway to Cleveland, Ohio, from San Diego for? Right. I'm just going by the fucking thing, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. So, so um, now, over the years, did you have any kind of, like, uh, catastrophes where you lost sort of genetics along the line? Like, is this, I mean, obviously, not just the Purple Urkel, but, I mean, that's still around. But Or has it changed at all along the way? Has there been any kind of changes in, in the, the dynamics of the plant? In like gen- genetic drift. Well, yeah, or just having to do like ref- like some people refreshing certain things over twenty years, and they're like, okay, this thing's, you know, either we hit it up with a different male or or uh, take it to a different direction, or has it always been just consistently the clone only, same thing, and just kind of working from there? Well, we've hit, we've worked Urkel. I mean, anytime we're doing projects, Urkel and Lavender, regardless of what we're working with, mm-hmm. they go in. It, those are just two of those that, um, that, I, that I truly believe have, when, and when proper medical studies are researched, and, and I hate to say their name, but when government or private funds are actually invested and they can go in and, and find out what makes these plants so medicinally special, I really think it's going to be a lot of purple plants that are key. Um, so when they go in, and they start researching these plants. I, I, I want to already know who works best 
with these lines. And we've done so much work with both the Urkel and the Lavender. Like with the, uh, the Lavender, our backdrop with her is the T-Dub. Um, and then with the, the Urkel, it's the PJ. And so we worked each line back uh, to where we are right now on each. But, um, you know, we've had them since. I got, I got Urkel three months after I got Lavender. And it's been the same exact cut. We have, I want to say it's eight over the years since 2001, 2000, 2001. We've had to redo our mom because of size and, and everything eight or nine times in that. It's, it's worked out to where we can do it once almost every 24 months. If everything is right, if we allow her roots to expand on their own and air, air prune, um, and we keep her on a simple base mix with, uh, with plenty of supplements, and she does extremely well. Now, I do notice when we take cuts from a younger version, there will be production loss. There will be a good 10 or 15% production loss. Taking the same size cuts, same everything, than from, say, our moms that we use that are uh, older and more established, even though the plant is chronologically the same exact age. Um, so I can't explain that one. I really can't. But we, but we do notice it each time. And, and where it starts is not so much above the soil, but below the soil. The root starts slow. They take forever to really, you know, to establish. And, and that's what we have to wait for. With what size, their, what, what size containers? What size container? You put them in like a smart, like hundred gallon smart pots, or what size? Well, it depends on if we're doing a bunch. Say we're doing fifteen or twenty at once, they'll be in fives, and if we're doing say eight, they'll be in fifties. It, it just right. depends on the number of plants mm-hmm. um, would dictate the size. Uh, well, it's funny because it's like the opposite. Know, it's, it's like you get the opposite problem with like OGs because if you keep an OG mom around for two years, it's going to be useless. Like the branches are all brittle and they don't yeah. become they, they don't get any more vigorous. They actually, I find like almost like keeping them around just to keep just to be able to take a cut off of that and then get rid of it after a while because they they don't do shit. You cut them, they don't double up. They kind of just get uglier and look more. Give and take. They're so good, but they don't. Yeah, exactly. they're not good. In, they don't have good structure in that sense. <laughs> but I remember the Urkel being. I was up in Northern California. I think people call it like the Purple OG, uh, not like renamed it, but it was kind of like a OG of a purple kind. Of, as I remember, Ur- not, Ur- not like a gassy OG, but like a like Mendocino. Um, people refer to it as a. Yeah, I mean, so, so where, so uh, what area are you located again? Like area, don't give me exact, don't give me, don't give me coordinates. <laughs> just, yeah, just so, yeah, I'm <laughs> such and such out the street. <laughs> Urkel Street, Urkel Street in Urkel Town. I'm in from Urkel. Yeah, I, yeah, we're, we're on the corner of Urkel and Lavender. Yeah. <laughs> yeah perfect, um, perfect. In Perp Town? In you Perp Town. Guys, you guys familiar with, like, the, we'll say Mariposa, Sonora area at all in California? Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, nobody no, yeah, 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 no, for sure, for it's sure. Not, and that's uh, oh, do you really? I mean, not totally, but I, I've been and know the area, so I was gonna say there's a new yeah. ch- and you were saying you know a bunch of like chemists and stuff because there's a lot of new like uh, thinking Mariposa. I'm thinking there was in some newt line out of there, but might be mistaken. 
Yeah, well, Mariposa just had the the big fires that were going on mm-hmm. um, just this last week. And James is very familiar with Mariposa, we will say that. So he knows my stomping grounds very well. Um, I'm a little bit older than James. I, should I be... Fuck, how old am I going to be this year? I'll be 40-something this year. Towards the middle of the 40s, I think. Somewhere in the middle. Although I told my wife I'm 29 again. Right. That didn't fly, so... Yeah, it doesn't usually go so... <laughs> they don't, they don't no. really... Right? No. Yeah, I just turned 48 myself, so <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm right up... I'm probably just above you somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> no, but we stayed... Um, you know, part of it was because of my job. We stayed low-key, uh, but uh, the passion and, and, you know, the private life of, of consumption was always there. It, uh, it, it's, it's weird because as you get through life and, and you start looking back over the, the book that you've written along the way and you start to form this, this timeline and I swear to you guys there's been points in my life that I have been so low that I have contemplated suicide and it's been those points in my life and I shit you not that some of the best things have ever happened to me Um, one of them was meeting my wife and the other one was was realigning myself with um marijuana in the way that that I did and having the right friends around me um, because the saddest part with the the Urkel um, the Urkel and the Lavender is uh, two of the three now, two of them are, are deceased and, and one of them will probably be, be doing the rest of his life in prison um, and that's the saddest part of, of where where those plants actually came, came, came from. So if I were to say, you know, yeah, I, I, I created those things. It would be so disrespectful to the people that I respect so fucking much. And, you know, I, 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 I am positive that I've been working with them longer than, than they have obviously. Cause unfortunately they're no longer with us or they're not able to do the things that that they love doing so kind of in that honor and kind of in the honor of my father um you know we've kind of taken the reins on that a little bit and we work with those a lot and i feel that there's there's a true medicinal value in there and um so to make claim on something that i did not create mm-hmm. um i i you know i i that that's just bad i get i see that so often and this in this industry now, man, and there's so many people that were before us that that I, I cherish. I, I truly cherish the work that they did and the knowledge that they passed down and, and, and you know, the things that I've learned and, 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 and everything. You know, it started from a lot of these guys, you know, so to see, to see a lot of their work being turned into bullshit and lies and, and everything. That's a great disrespect to those that uh, that got all of this started. And fuck, my dad's in there. So, right. you know, that's 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 where it's that's where it's at. And we've been working with them um, for a very very long time. I can tell you what they're going to do: organic, synthetic, indoors, outdoors, seventy-five degree days, sixty-five degree nights. I can tell you whatever they're going to do, whenever they're going to do it. I can tell you more about the plants than anybody 
that I've ever met. Not trying to, you know, just sound conceited or toot my horn or nothing. Um, I just know those like the back of my hand uh, very well, and um, I'm I'm proud of that fact. You know, I'm very you, proud of that fact. Do you know where the name came from? Is there any like folklore on yeah. the name? Yeah. The purple Urkel, the name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the actual name, it just, it, it's, you know what, hold on. I've got it all written down. <laughs> I've got notes. My wife went through and wrote me all my notes from all the years that I have. This might take me a minute, guys. My so, memory ain't what it used to be. That's good. Glad, glad she wrote it down, and I'm glad I asked because it's one of those things that after I hang up, I'll be like, "Oh shit, I forgot to ask what the fucking name." I always love Family Matters, the show, the old ninety show. I can only think of one Urkel ever in my life. Steve Urkel. Steve Urkel. Yeah. 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 (laughs) If it weren't for if it weren't for my wife, I wouldn't know half the shit that I have forgotten already. Right. Hmm. That didn't make any sense, did it? No, it did. It made sense to me. No, it's good. Uh, and you and you. Uh, what year did you grow it? What year did you grow? I think uh, I was, we started growing. Oh, no, no, I'm asking. It's, I'm, that's in, that's in studio. That's in oh. studio question. Yeah, I was gonna ask him actually uh, if he knew any cool people from uh, like around Savannah, Georgia, that might have come out and helped uh, in trimming festivities around 2005, 2008. That that was for you. I'm sorry, Bubba, I missed that question. Where was that for me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you remember, well, any, one more time. I'm sorry. You know, you know any dudes that used to come out from Georgia, help y'all out, maybe do a little trimming around 2005. Because my buddy, he came back from there with that Urkorn. I never heard of it before. And uh, he brought that back with him. And, like, we love it. And it's good. And like you said, it's like it's actual medicine, dude. Like, I got uh, yeah. three autistic kids that I give stuff to. And, like, it does, like, miracle work for them. It's real. Oh, real yeah. It, yeah. It is. And, and, and 2005, 2006 is when it really started to to get hot as a notice string because in the beginning it was hard to sell people didn't they didn't really truly understand how great purple weed was so when they saw a bud that was solid purple they kind of hesitated and and I swear to God 75% of the people when you're selling them would choose the green because they'd never seen purple before but as that purple started to to gain a following it then reversed real fast and you had 75% of the people requesting the purple and then it was hard to move to green so about 2005 2006 it became started becoming really popular and I can't recollect anybody but it is totally totally possible that um, he brought it back and if if he was working trim in that area around that time um, I, I be willing to bet you that it that it was it wasn't until around 2009 2010 to where everybody had started turning into hybrid so everybody was going after the cut of the month and forgetting about where everything had started from and originated from so they were dumping their original to go after the poly hybrid and yeah, i'm thinking to myself <laughs> these guys are fucking half you know yeah 
And sure, that's why there's none left of the originals, hardly anymore. And oh, fuck, yeah. that's why for me, man, fucking Brothers Grimm, salute <laughs> to those guys. Salute, salute for fucking running this shit for this long and staying original like that. That's, God, that's such a fucking honor. And I, I just hope that I'm able to look back and, 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 and say that. You know, and my daughter's going to be going to college in two years, and and my focus is to put her through a university. She wants to go to Humboldt State worse than anything. So that's our goal is to get her through that. And if I can do that, and I can do that solely based on uh, what we've created with with uh, within this industry, I, I'm going to be one of the happiest people on this planet because my wife and I, we're just it's just my wife and I. You know, um, we're mom and pop, and you guys being pot growers, you guys understand the fucking work that goes in, not just for those who are growing it, but we're breeding it here, you know, the testing that goes along with it. And I mean, I'm not telling you guys anything you don't know, but goddamn, it's not a fucking easy job. It's more than a 40 hour work week. I can't fucking see you that. <laughs> right, right. No, and that's and that is like been always the question over the years of like when people when you tell them you do breeding and they they kind of think of the they they just start thinking profits in their heads and numbers and they're like, oh my god you're making so much money it's like dude do you realize like ninety percent more than ninety five percent of the stuff is just tossed to the side and you're not really you're only you know at the end of the day you wait work two years three years to get something to the point where you can actually release it and then it's like. There's a lot of wasted energy going on. Man hours, materials, rent. Oh, yeah, and you know, and the rent's yeah, always yeah. due. And you know, you're not, you're not, <laughs> yes, sir. you're not flipping pounds and trying to make money like yeah. that. You're actually trying to do some serious Shit, work. But the, the the folks that are really making the money in the nutrient industry, I mean, they're the ones making government or money. And then once everything starts to move to, I will put this in quotation marks, legalization. That's when the government's going to patent everything. And they're going to start making their money. Okay, let me get back to this before I forget. This is this Here is, is this is. This, yeah. I cannot I I cannot verify nor guarantee you guys this, but this is the supposed rumor of why it became purple Urkel, right? For one, obviously, the color is definitely definitely you know dark. Mm -hmm. Well, Steve Urkel was a popular character in the mid '90s. And uh, Stephen Urkel's father, um, who was a doctor, his name was Herb. And supposedly <laughs> well, they, were, they were harvesting this bud, this purple, purple, purple bud. They saw Stephen Urkel come on and commented, you know, that and he's very, very dark in color, like this bud. And then the joke became that his dad was... Uh, uh, not his dad, but uh, the other guy was a Carl. Was a doctor. Carl Winslow. Carl. Yeah. I thought Carl was a cop, but somebody said he was a, a, yeah. a his his actual dad was a doctor. So I didn't really watch the show. So, anyways, one of them was a doctor named Herb. And the story became that they were going to call it purple because of the color and Urkel because of Steve Urkel. And it just so happened that dude's name was Herb. So everything kind of went first full circle in the mind of a stoner. And awesome. that's, that's a total stoner that, moment right there, yeah. for sure. 
as you can already tell, it's like that, I always think of stoner moments as like Kaiser Sozo moments too, that where you're like you look around the room and you're like refrigerator, ah, no fourteen <laughs> burp, you know, you make you make it up at the last second because you have to, and it's kind of the way, yeah, that's that's funny, and and you know, we, well, you know, so uh, I'm glad she wrote that down because we were already banking on the fact that it was about Urkel anyway because it was like hmm. What else was there? There was no other well, Urkels in the in the world at that there moment. There wasn't. Yeah. There wasn't anything else, and I and I know everybody was thinking, "Oh, it's got to be something absolutely crazy off the wall." But from the way it was explained to me, and the way my wife has it written down right here, <laughs> and she's got it so in big so quotation marks with arrows that says, <laughs> "This is the rumor. This is supposedly how." This was started. This is how they told us this came to be. So take that as you will. Okay. Well, thanks for that. Thanks, thanks for the warning. Um, I, I don't want to get a bunch of people saying, oh, that, that's not how it came to be. Well, that's how it came to be as far as, you know, the guys that we got ours from. So I don't know what you were told or who you were told it by, but that's how it goes. So um, we're going to... Winding it down because I think we're at the, the mark here. But uh, so you're going to be so you're talking with James now, and uh, you're going to be coming out online with some 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 Urkel crosses and coming soon, and some. You have any things in the pipe work already? Yeah, James. Um, you know, James has been on me for for a while to release something um, on a bigger scale. We've we've. You know, we've played around with some, some of our friends um, that are also, you know, they bend a little bit here and there. Um, because we do live in California, that does make it a little bit easier knowing certain certain groups. But um, we try to keep ourselves kind of away from everything. But once we've learned out, the, learned out, my God, to be <laughs> right, once we've, once we've learned of the expense that, the college that our daughter wants to go to is uh, is truly as great as it's going to be. We're definitely interested in working with James um, and and providing some true true Urkel crosses and true true lavender crosses and and in, and another one too that um, we've got a line and everybody assumes because of the name Clementine we named it Clementine. It's a pure Afghani line. It's not Crockett's Clementine. Our Clementine was named... I mean, this was years ago when our Clementine was named. And it's just by luck of chance, because we're not known, we, you know? We, it's not like we put our names out there. We're not known for naming strains. But we named it Clementine because it forms these signature golf balls that look like those little... Tangelo Clementines that you can get in the stores that are also known as cuties. Mm-hmm. They're bright, bright orange hairs, almost complete circles, and they look like you're plucking those off of, a, of an orange tree. That's how it got the name, but it's nothing related to that. It's actually a damn Afghani. Um, and we did, we did those. We crossed those to several, several things with the lavender and the, and the Urkel. Um, and then it's uh, a lavender hybrid that we've loved so much called the Tripoli Wicked Sticks. And actually in Rhode Island, it already had a pheno that tested at 30.9%. Uh, 
and won the won the Rhode Island uh, cannabis competition back there in 2016. So we're looking further into those lines um, to work. You know, obviously to work with, but we've got so much more work than just what we have here. But most of our work does revolve around working with purple cannabis. Right. Well, no, it's good. It's it's always good to have a you know a direction with your breeding projects, and it's always easier if you're focused from you know because it is like a year yearly yearly project and multiple years in general, and and sometimes you know. 10, yes. 10 years long and even longer. So, yes. in, you know, in our, yes, our case, it's 20 plus years. So, um, yes, sir. So, it's one of those things where you, yeah, you have a lot of it, uh, I mean, it's all in your head in a sense, as far as like everything when it comes to smell, touch, all the things that you can't really put on paper and you can't take with a photo and you can't really relate, even if the person yes, smoked sir. the weed before because they don't know exactly how it's grown. <laughs> so there's a lot there's a lot going in and then and so are you so your wife is obviously helping you organize your life side, but who helps you with the growing? Do you have like a team or a personal side or are you just trying to do mostly hands on yourself and do your own your own thing? Well as of right now it's been it's just her and I. Um it, it's just been her and I. Obviously I am I don't really even want to go into this um, I have lupus, okay, so I don't, um, I'm unable to, to, to carry it, you know, a normal everyday job because of my health situation, um, so my wife has, has basically become a lot of that for me, so, um, we've automated it best we can, and we're a two-man job, we're not, we're not going to blow any way with the size of 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 how we're operating, sure. but what we are going to blow people away with is the sterility in which we operate, um, the the healthiness of our plans, the the way we go about uh, our selection process. I mean, we you know we take our time. Just our PJ project alone is now over seven years in the making. So you know it. It's not something like we jumped in because I wanted a gold drill and I wanted a mic and I wanted to get up and rap at the next high time scan of this cup. I didn't get into, into it for that shit, you know? Um, I got into it to help people feel better. And uh, my wife, she quit her job um, to help me fulfill the dream that I've had since I got into this. And it's been an extremely hard uh, road to get here and... Thanks to her, I, I've been able to get here. Um, and like I said, it's a grind every day. It's been one of those days today. I've been <laughs> really busy and busting my ass. I can feel myself starting to wear down a bit. But, yeah, without her, there is no us or a team. Um, well, it's good. It's good. She, uh, I run a, I run a couple yeah. couple of businesses with my wife and it's the same thing. So it's like we were, it's just me and her. <laughs> it's me and her, and people are like thinking we're some big business. And even though we have, back in Europe, I have sixteen people working at the main thing, and then in China we got people producing clothes and stuff like that. When it comes to the like U.S. sales, it's just me and my wife. You know what I mean? We, we yeah somehow managed to take care of it. You know, well, if you work smarter, yeah, man, you know. But it's good. It's good for the yes, right. 
Right? Except when it's bad. Then it, when it's bad, it really like, sucks, because then you're like, fuck, I can't, I can't get over <laughs> Now what am I going to do? You get fucking... You, you can't I get that You can actually work with your wife like, like that, and I'm like, fuck, I couldn't work without my wife. I'd lose my keys, I'd lose uh, my wallet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, I got, I got the key. And, I got the, I'm supposed to take my med. Right. Well, I still lose my keys and wallet, and I still get in trouble all the time. So, believe me, believe me. I'm supposed to wear it around my neck or on a, on a hook or something like that, and I'm just like, yeah. Well, yeah, I I have one of those great big lanyards now that has to hang out of my pocket. So if I if I lose it, it's big enough I can still find it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Well, cool. Um, we're gonna wind down. We're gonna wind down. Do you have any? Um, do, you, do you have a, any social media sort of like going on right now, or what's your what's your what's, it, what's that side? Of your no, life? sir. But I I would like to just to take a moment to to tell both well and all three of you guys. I think there was three in the audience. I'm, in, I'm sorry, in the studio. That uh, it's a pleasure being on the show with you guys. Uh, I appreciate it, and uh, I was nervous as fuck going into this. I um, took something to calm me down because I'm not a big social person and uh, you guys treated me with the utmost respect oh, yeah. and uh, I, I just I appreciate it so much um, and I just wanted to tell you guys that and uh, lastly I'd, I'd like to take a moment to a buddy of mine uh, I'll just say his name is Matt his mom has been diagnosed for the second time with brain cancer um, and she beat it the first time <laughs> And I just wanted to uh, reach out to anybody who follows me or listens to me. Um, just a special wish or a special thought for Matt's mom right now, because uh, him and his family they could they could sure use it, and, and I really would appreciate it. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And uh, did you have a, a IG account, Mister? How many how many followers you got? <laughs> did yes, you? sir. Uh, I think I got about thirteen thousand followers. Not it bad. is uh, right. at um, at the underscore m a d d underscore s a r m e r at the underscore mad underscore farmer. And then too, if you guys are going to follow me, follow my wife at Mrs. Mad Farmer m r s m a d d f a r m e r because she's the best part of me. And if you guys want to follow me, you'll. She's just as funny. You'll want to follow her, too. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. It's awesome. Um, well, cool. Thanks for calling in. And, uh, yeah, anytime you want to join in on a little roundtable discussion or uh, we'll jump on the line, just give us a shout. We're, we'll be glad to get you back on here anytime. It's fun. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. You're more than gentlemen. I appreciate it. All right. Well, peace, man. Nice talking to you. Peace. Have a great one. All right. Take care. Sweet. Uh, well, you see, it was funny because we we kind of crossed over where we were all just sitting around talking about getting busted and weirdness and things that weren't really maybe like growing orientated. But he basically lived the life too, and that's part of like the growing pains of this industry. And I think uh, a lot of kids aren't going to have to go through that, and that'll be like, it's like where's exactly. there, it's no rite of passage anymore, yeah, bro. You got to get at least in trouble once. So you got to fucking hold your shit together <laughs> so <laughs> you know you're yeah. you're not going to just fall apart. You know, it sounded I mean? like he was repeating a lot of what I said. Yeah, the same kind of yeah. So that's good. There's other people like that. Yeah, and it's part of. The, I mean, like again, it's part be. of it's part of being, uh, you know, just just real. And I think that's the this that's the big message I think for. Uh, Right now, for millennials, which is funny because they're the ones who are coming up, let's say, and they're all based on like 
what's authentic and what's not because so so much in life is not authentic anymore, you know? So it's like the idea that we got to live a real life uh, fraught with danger and and craziness, but we still manage to survive and get to a certain point, all is really valuable, like way more valuable than you think until all of a sudden you're like, shit, you can't even get, you could not get that experience unless you go to some new foreign country that's like, you know, completely cracking down on weed or something. Like, let's go down to the Philippines or something and like, let's see if we can slang some weed or, you know, I mean, if you want to go feel... Fingers chopped off. <laughs> you want to feel the heat, you can go do that. But for the rest of the world, it's going to get so lax and wimpy that it's kind of like, you know, it's just like when you travel now, it's like, whatever, just, yeah, sauce, throw it in there, whatever, throw it in your bag and you're never going to get hassled. But, you know, before when I used to come back to the States, it was always like, Damn, you know, the security was just heavy. I would have flew to some other country and then flew out there back to here or something back then, man. Yeah, and I used to do it all the time and not really think about it, but it was like later on I realized, like, fuck, those flights were, like, just on you. Like, I mean, I wasn't ever carrying anything, so it was no big deal, but it was just always, like, the temptation was always there, but it was always like, nah, these flights are probably checked a lot. And then later you realize that that's all they did. Like, oh, Amsterdam's coming in? We're going to all uh-huh. stand in behind the windows and these screens, like, watch every person. and <laughs> like, pull. like a shooting fish in a barrel, man. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> uh, well, thank you guys for coming in the studio. Um, yeah, shout out time. Anybody want to say anything to anybody? I mean, you don't have to say nothing, right? Do you? Do you have, any, have shout outs? Uh, man, I'd have so many. You'd have like an hour long. Hour long, shit. Damn, I didn't too many people. really hold it to All keep my it. friends and everybody. Oh, no, you can't. Yeah, keep doing all it. your friends. I just have to keep it simple. Yeah, I'll just wrap them all, all into one. And, uh, yeah, no, yeah, I'm supposed to see my little patients this weekend. We're going to go eat barbecue on Sunday, man. Sweet. And then next week um, is the big barbecue here. So that should be fun. Uh, that'll be on a Saturday, so we'll be able to announce it one, one more time. It's birthday. I don't know. I think he just wants to get people together and do something. Ah, I'm just so, being festive. Yeah. It's, ah. it's always interesting when JJ, when JJ gets festive. It's always like, mm, yeah, something's going on. What's yeah. going on? <laughs> I might have to stake this place out before I come in. I mean, what do you have <laughs> no. to, man? I think it's a good idea. I mean, more people should be doing that because it doesn't last around here as long as you think. It, it was already fucking freezing these last couple of days. I was yeah, like, oh, man. shit. Um, so, any, but in any, like, actual, like, Oh, seeds here now. Boom, there seeds you go. here now. Of course, seeds and, here. And uh, dragonfly earth medicine, of course. Perfect. Those, those yeah, you've been rocking that now for a while, right? Uh, that's, that's it. Best organic, hands down. Like I can't like it. I used to make all my own little mixtures and everything, mm-hmm. and they surpassed anything I ever made. And sure. It's easy. It's nice. It's well, that's a good really little. Good uh, and if anybody wants to check out dragonfly earth medicine, you can go back. I don't know. Yeah. I have no, no idea what show number it is, but. We did a couple. We did one recently with them, like maybe good within people. the last four family months. Company, you know, another family-run company. And it's really good stuff. No, and they they definitely uh, were pretty uh, <laughs> extreme on their. They're uh, so intelligent, man. Like they yeah. know. There's, like they're. We we tried to we tried to yeah. we tried to trip them up here and they didn't work. They make, me, no feel, they make me feel like pretty stupid. Nothing, Not that I'm smart. Nothing was working. We were like, well, what about that? And they're like, we wouldn't do that. Like, I guess you're right. We yeah, probably wouldn't man. do that because, I mean, they, they the, their whole thing was sourcing their material, which is yeah. most, and then that is the hardest thing right now as an organic. If you want to be or 100 organic based thing, you got to be. And they're like, going to do it with ethics too. Super like, on top point because you'll, yeah. you know, it's weird. It's like now. If, now that Amazon has figured out that people will pay more for organic, like everything is available in organic form from Amazon, it's all weird. You can't yeah. trust it. It's like China organic, uh, yeah. you know, and you're like, like unethically sourced. You're type like, shit. I don't like, think you know. this is 
organic. And it's like, yeah, yeah it's got the man. stamp from China. Don't worry about it. You're good. You know, it's like, no. Yeah, they <laughs> even know? have, like, a little pure, like, stamp. Like, they, they've achieved, like, such a level of organic certification. They're, like, nice. Oh, yeah, so we, yeah, they were talking about their certification. Yeah, it's, show. it's awesome. all for real, man. And I've been using that stuff. It's, like, I don't have to make my own anymore, which is cool. Nice. But, like, I've been growing the best weed of my life using it so like well that's I'm there not, you go I ain't, I ain't there you go nothing else man that's sweet and we have we have some raised beds that we wanted to start because i have this it's also i have this like keep going like man we should just be making it more simple you know what i mean yeah, you should the, holler at them they'll send you they'll hook you up just so you get you know. to try it like i mean it's in the coke they make cocoa for like people too yeah like it's delicious like, like i was like, fucking like, with them i hit them up i was like hey man i've been feeding the shit to the plants i was like my sour and my kiln, I was like, y'all smells like fucking chocolate. And they were yeah. like, no, that was for you. You're supposed to drink it. I was like, yeah, I was playing. You know? <laughs> but it's great, man. Like, nice. Make you feel real good. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And you, got any shout outs? Any of your mass hall friends out there? Uh, yeah. Wake them up. Like, <laughs> Wicked cool. <laughs> I didn't think I'd ever caught that um, accent. But um, uh, just uh, people that have helped me out over the years. Uh, with cannabis, with not uh, family, um, good friends, um, and uh, to uh, new friends in the future. Nice. And we want to give a big shout out to all of our sponsors Incredibles, uh, Build a Soil, New Millennium, and of course, Seeds Here Now. Seeds Here. Like a crooked, still crooked, just like you put seeds it up. Just like, no. just like James put it up. Well, we both put it up. We, put, we started crooked. <laughs> Yeah, the whole village cooking, exactly. Oh, yeah. um, we'll oh, be seeing them tomorrow. We have, if you are in uh, Portland area, check out the um, Indo Expo, which is going down from today, I believe, right? Started today? I don't know, man. I don't know. I never take care of pay attention. I think it's today and tomorrow, but it could be tomorrow and the next. Who knows? I think it's Saturday and Sunday. Oh, is it? Industry Makes day sense. and then I gotcha. consumer day or something. Gotcha. So I'll be flying in tomorrow. Uh, Enjoy. I know it's gonna be good. Got a keynote. Just got a keynote speech to do. Damn, got a PowerPoint to make. Uh-huh. Started it last night. I got halfway through. What's it on? Uh, hemp. Bubblegum. I told you. I made it. Need to do a PowerPoint on the bubblegum so you can just be like. Yeah, there you go. Boom, boom, boom. Oh yeah, well, that's what. Yeah, no. I, it's all hemp. So I actually used a bunch of uh, photos from our buddy uh, Dave. Oh, oh yeah. I had him last. I actually had him send me these like a year ago. We we're supposed to do this thing, and then it all went. Meh, forget they, about they it. They had the picture of the big field they took with the drones, with the videos and shit. Uh, is it like a big stretched out kind oh, of? Oh yeah, yeah. I think we had like stretched out rows. I got and that. Shit. I got that. I think I got one of those. And he yeah. sent me the pictures of Diesel and pictures of the dogs. Yeah, of course. Of course. I mean, yeah, man. You can't not have That's dogs in the dog, PowerPoint, man. otherwise. Isn't it, Actually, what's the name of the dog? You know, it's usually the big question yeah, for all man. that. You're like, really? I just did this Diesel whole thing, and, and you want to know the name of the dog? <laughs> of course. Yeah, Butters is a little But uh, also, he sent me photos of, like, you know, the the raw, and then the distillate, and then kind of the, the nice, different man. different forms. So it was pretty good. I just I threw that in as one section, and then I'm moving ahead to the future. Did you put any music behind it? No, it, it's it, no. That's not a good idea. Usually a bad idea. Did you see Step Brothers? Man? No, I didn't see that. No, I did see it actually, but I don't. I'm, I'm, not, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm definitely not that's going. That's a PowerPoint. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a PowerPoint. That's a PowerPoint. Right. No, yeah. no, I know. Sometimes I want it, but then I'm like, you know what? You never get the right system when you get there. It's always like, yep, and there's your sound. You're like, I hit him oh, with the into the future. No, it's pretty, pretty actually. Yeah, pretty I mean, it's, see, it's exactly where I'm going with it too. Don't it's you funny. want some wool now? <laughs> no, no, you have changed <laughs> the whole direction of it. So I will be seeing people tomorrow there, and uh, big shout out to my beautiful wife Cece and little Nick, 
who are at home uh, getting making a humongous mess, of course. But that's <laughs> yeah. the most, most important part. Oh yeah. Uh, shout out to the <clears throat> farm down there with Andy and Tim and Murray killing it, and Ace, of course. And shout out to all the fans. Fans. <sighs> all the chat gang, of course. And uh, for seats here now, once again, for putting this one together. And we will be coming back next week with, let me see, am I in town again? I never know. This is like time of year. Oh, yeah, next week is going to be the pre the prequel to the big uh, pig roast. So. Pig roast. Prequel to pig roast. Mm-hmm. So maybe people will be in town early. We'll have a little crazy. That's going to be a, We can have a cross-the-table throat-grabbing breeder pack. That's, that's what we really, that's what everybody wants anyway. They want yeah, that. that's what people want. Know. But, you know. Like, you guys should have faked even the, the fight, ones, or at least. Well, even the least, ones that beef the I, most, I they'll have booths to together. Yeah. Like, they, they won't say shit to each other. No. So. No. Yeah. <laughs> Cornbread had an idea to, like, make a cage match in an event, but nobody's going to let it go down. Like, no. that would be sweet if you could have, like, a cage match, dude. Yeah. That'd be awesome. You just need a little waiver. Like, you can print them out on the, on the computer. Sure. They just sign and let them go at it, man. That way nobody's liable for shit, man. And you can have like swords and shit on the wall, just like let like, it go da, down. Da, 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 da. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Tribbles be flying out. Everywhere. Do it with like nerf swords or something, maybe. Yeah, yeah. No, we definitely would. At least those inflatable sumo suits or something. We need something. Yeah, true that. Make a ladder match. You can put like, it, something at the top of the ladder, man. Isn't the isn't the uh, like I think the Emerald Cup? I think the Emerald Cup's getting a little silly this year. Has it? Well, and I heard dunk tanks and shit, but I was like, it's going to be December, dude. It's, it's kind of like a carnival. It's a bit cold there. Really. It's like the coldest time of the year. That dunk would tank. suck. Frozen dunk tanks. That's, yeah. That would be dead. You'd have ate the mushrooms and go do that. Sounds like a plan right there. Uh, see you guys next week. Thanks to MTI for hanging in there. Thanks, sorry guys for the base. We're gonna have to figure this whole thing. I'm gonna have to move this whole place around the corner soon and to get away from the base of the next door guys. We have bigger base here. We just can't do it during the show. So we will we'll line all of our shit up against this wall. Oh, base them back. We'll just base back. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll reverse base everybody. Uh, see you guys next week. Take care and peace. being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic jackets on the record albums have their own we don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it... Ganja.